Hello? Nicholas. Hey, how's it going? Good. How are you? Good. Good, good. Hey, uh, let me uh, introduce you to uh, the listeners and then we'll get started. All right. So, hello, travelers, and welcome to the latest podcast for These Two Shoes. This is our third podcast and our first interview. And this is Nick. I won't tell uh, <laughs> tell him their, your last name, but this is Nick. Okay. Hello. And... Um, he traveled with us back the first time in 2015. Although he's not a f- former student of mine, he actually attended a school where I taught um, a while back. So that's I think that's how he found out about the trips. Yeah. Yep. So, yep, that's how. So 2015, he took his first trip, I think, ever, right? Yep. yep. First trip ever, first trip with us. And that was for 13 days for two, uh, four different countries. And then in 2017, I, and I could tell, and we'll, we'll get into this later, but I could tell on that first trip, the questions were very particular. The, the interest was very particular. I knew he was a traveler immediately because of, of the way he was acting and what he was asking and how he was kind of interacting with, with the world, right? So took another trip in 2017 with us just this last July. For mm-hmm. 17 days to seven different countries. And it's, this has been <laughs> countless cities, right? Yeah. And um, <laughs> so four different countries the first time, seven different countries this last time in mm-hmm. July. And then the premise of this podcast, this interview um, for Nick, is that we want to discuss with Nick the differences between group travel, traveling mm-hmm. with us, and then traveling alone. And I'll let Nick get into the middle of all of the details as to how he got set up and how he got started and how he decided to take a trip without group travel and what that was all about. And then that'll just kind of be the, uh, the premise of what, what's going on here today is just talk to what talk about, I should say the differences between that group travel versus the individual travel. So without further ado, let's get started. So all right, Nick, how are you today? I'm pretty good. It's getting hard. It's already getting hot though. Yeah, I know. Good, yeah, yeah. Good morning. It's already hot. Right. <laughs> yeah, it's summer. School's not in. You're nope. you're out of school. So yes. am I. I'm teaching summer school though. But are you uh are you busy with watching the uh, World Cup or you yeah? Doing... Oh, did you did you just watch the game today? I did not. Oh, it came down to uh some shoot a shootout and uh anyways Russia ended up beating Spain. Long story short. Oh. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Who are you rooting for? Uh, th- particularly this year, Belgium, just because I was there this year. Uh, oh, okay. I had Iceland in there because I don't know if you know this, but uh, the airline I traveled with, which was Wow Air, it stops in Iceland. No, and, I did uh, not. Okay. Yeah, and uh, this particular airline, Wow Air, that is, uh, it's like a, you have a five day grace period. So, for example, if you wanted to fly to Iceland and have a layover and stay a couple of days, go to the, which we didn't do, we found out after we had already booked, and you wanted to say like go to um. Like one of the hot springs there, and just stay right. there too, and then right. you can come back and take your flight to wherever, which flies the most of Europe, most of Western Europe at least. Wow, that's good to know. Yeah, that's good and, to know. That's right. a uh, that's a future destination for me as well. Yeah. But uh, I will try to partake in that. Yeah, yeah. That's cool. It was it was cool to see, but you know, from the airport you, and from a plane, you yeah. don't really get to go outside. But yeah, yeah. I didn't know that they they actually <clears throat> excuse me allowed you to do that. You can just kind of lay over and. For, for that specific airline, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, like I said, I found that afterwards. <laughs> wow, that's too bad you just didn't know about that before. And we right? can talk about that, oh, too, because that's, okay. you know, that's about, that's the idea of behind 
kind of doing a little bit of research, and, I, and right. we'll talk about Absolutely. that later. We, we discussed that briefly. You know, when Nick and I kind of briefly talked yesterday in regards to setting this up, making sure that today was good, I told him, hey, don't tell me anything about the trip. I don't want to know anything about the trip. I want to know firsthand with the listeners tomorrow when we record the podcast. I don't want to get into it, uh, which was which was killing me because I want to know all about it, right? <laughs> so let's get into it. Let's um, let's find out what's going what's going on. Tell me, okay. tell me why, Nick. Tell me why. In the back in two thousand well fourteen when we started planning for the two thousand fifteen trip. Wow. Why did you, and I'm not saying it's four years ago, why did you decide to take a trip with a group? Why did you, why did you decide on group travel? All right. Uh, so group, especially as a first-time traveler like I was at the time, uh, group yeah. is definitely a great way to kind of get established. Uh, for example, there's, you know, there's always going to be someone there to, for you, a lot of good safety net, social support. Right. Uh, and they always, and no matter what you could always, even if you yourself mess up, you always have, could always count for someone, you know, to be there. For example, another example that, even though it didn't end up too great, that one girl uh, on my first trip, she lost her passport. And, right, uh, right, yeah, right, and um, and there's with, someone there, yeah, yeah, right. with and without me and without our travel, our 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 uh, tour director and and whatnot, she would have been lost. She would have right. been stuck oh in Italy, was, and right, it would have been horrible right i mean i knew i knew a little bit to get her out i mean i knew uh, i I don't know how you did it by the way well that's an interesting story because we had her home four hours after you arrived right like and you that that's what blew me away when i heard that i was like wow and without a passport right away without a passport so it takes that's the thing about group travel is that when something like that and that's probably the worst thing can happen right well i won't almost say the worst thing (laughs) that's probably one of the worst situations you can you can happen or have right. happen is to lose or have stolen your passport because it prevents you from leaving and more importantly it prevents you from returning to the united states because <laughs> Which without is already hassle in the first place yeah so i take a lot of as you know i take a lot of precautions in regards to paperwork i have tons of copies right. of all this all these documents for my travelers and that on top of my knowledge on what we should do and the tour director's knowledge on what we should do. Again, we had her home safely four hours right. after you guys. In fact, we landed at LAX when mm-hmm. you were back in Fresno. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. I Like I wrote, I wrote down here and, and underlined it, how, like you were kind of saying, very organized, much more organized. You have all your stuff together, all your papers ready. Yeah. And, which I definitely, uh, <clears throat> I definitely remembered on this trip, I had copies of mine and my girlfriend's passport and, uh, good, and each good. of our bags, you know, and uh, we were ready just in case. And I learned a lot from, you know, the, the first two initial group trips. Yeah, good. So yeah. then it was it was really a, a learning experience and showing Absolutely. you how kind of how to do things and how not to do things. And, right. we, and yet, as you know, for the listeners, we spend a lot of time educating our travelers, oh, yeah. especially those who have never traveled outside the United States. And I've had travelers who have never traveled outside of their hometown before. So we spend right. a lot of time talking about bags, luggage, uh, the types of luggage you should and shouldn't bring, the type mm-hmm. of clothing you should bring, how you should right. pack that clothing, your personal items, what you should bring, what you should not bring. I mean, we go down the, the, whole, the whole gamut yep. of different things in, t- in regards to what we should be doing and what you shouldn't be doing and how you're going to be eating and spending your time and really preparing people for 
those first few days because it, it's, it's yeah. kind of just like a, a shock. Culture I mean, shock. A culture yeah. shock for how, sure. How, yeah. In fact, that, that's a good question for you, Nick, mm-hmm. in regards to that. Those meetings, because I think you went to yeah. most of those meetings. How, yeah, all, how prepared? All... Yeah, I think you were. How prepared were you for when we landing, landing in, in Europe and preparing for Europe? How prepared mm-hmm. were you um, based on all those meetings we had? Super, super prepared. Uh, yeah, I, I felt, you know, a sense of confidence for something so big uh, that it was, you know, I was um, for sure just a, definitely a culture shock when you walk around and everything. But as far as um, feeling safe and ready to yeah. go, you're, it's all there, you know, you're ready and nothing feels bad, even though, again, another mishap on our first trip, um, the food truck ended up hitting the plane, remember? And we had to. <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah, that's yeah. right. But listeners, yeah. we, what happened was we were all kind of looking at we're all in the you know the gate basically at the airport kind of get preparing waiting for (laughs) the gate to open to let us onto the plane and then um we all looked out the window and i said yeah that that's our plane right there like (laughs) right there a klm yeah and we're and i told i was telling everybody that's my favorite airline i'm (laughs) flying with those guys it's it's really cool the plane's really nice blah 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 and then all of a sudden the Somebody asked, well, what's that truck doing? And I said, well, that's going to that's gonna raise itself. The trailer of it is going to raise up to the door of the plane, and they're going to fill <laughs> the plane with all the food. And they, they raised up the, the trailer. They started backing up towards the plane, and boom, they hit the plane, tearing a hole <laughs> into the cabin of the, of yeah. the plane. Probably the size – you could probably drive a car into yep. this hole, right? It was that big. <laughs> so everybody looked at me and said, well, now what? Because they, it was funny because they like, well, are we going to fly on that particular <laughs> right. plane? Scary. Was, I said, but like, um, you got it no. done, and you got it done. You know, you yeah, really did. yeah. So we turned around and we had to stay together. Obviously, we we're going to stay together because we're a group. We were, we were nearly, I don't know, like so, 40, 40 yeah. or so people, right? Oh, well, yeah. So I said, we're all going to stay together. We started. I started working with the airline, and and they moved us to another gate. Um, because they they needed to keep us together, so they moved us on a completely different airline. Right. Because they all worked together, and then I, mean, I, I don't know what were, were were we delayed maybe an hour. Yeah, yeah. It was actually you know it was it was it was a good while, but like it ended up not really not affecting much at all. In the yeah, end. it wasn't that yeah. bad at all. Yeah. yeah. And when we got picked up from the tour director, right. um, in well, in Europe, we were, yeah. weren't even all that that late in regards to yeah. uh, right. our original departure yeah. arrival time, so it yep. wasn't that big of a deal, but. Yeah, it's 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 kind of like group travel really helps you in regards to when For situations sure. like that happen and you're about you're by yourself and you've never gone on a trip before. Right. You think, well, now what? Do I just wait for that plane to get fixed? And do I? <laughs> yeah. And the problem with that prop, the problem with that plane getting fixed was a part was coming back from because that KLM airline is from Holland, so that right. part needed to come from Holland. From... Well, that's. <laughs> 12 bad, hours right. away right so we're not going we're in LA. on that plane yeah we're right. in la so yeah that's right that trip exited yeah. from uh we our gate was from uh, lax that's right yeah. okay okay uh, so go ahead also as far as like cancellations and i have a few stories about that just c- to compare the two uh like you mean like we... you mean from your recent trip yeah uh um, okay hold on to, hold on to that yeah, one real quick let's course. go to, let's go back to no 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 worries let's yeah. are we are we finished with the first trip the first travel trip oh no 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 of course not uh okay good so let's get it let's get into that where where should i kind of take I guess well I'll... yeah talk about talk about the things you kind of were prepared for and things you you learned about and things you kind of what were oh, you man. doing on the first trip that you thought oh this is interesting to know this is good to know this is a note to take and this is you know right. that kind of thing well i've always 
had for some reason I've always had a really interest in history and um it's really something else to be somewhere where like you know how far and how much history and how many people and how many great things have happened where you're standing right and uh right and that especially on that first trip was so it was definitely crazy it was it's it's really unexplainable uh especially when you know like when you do your research which is very a very crucial part on the before you go which i did not do my first time but i could understand i did know you know about the stonehenge and mm, baths yeah. the significance of that and and barcelona what everything that's gone on there uh so but yeah it was really it's really shocking off just kind of it's you're you become part of history it feels like to me every time i go yeah you know what it's it's kind of funny when you when you wander around america's so new right 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 and especially on the West Coast with California, we look around and everything's brand new. We mm-hmm. we knock buildings down and we build them back up and we do that same thing to homes and, and you know, parks yep. and cities and whatever. Mm-hmm. In Europe, they don't tear anything down. Right. They may they may refurbish it from the interior, but they never tear it down. And an interesting, interesting story with that is that I was in Berlin recently and mm-hmm. we wandered. We, we were on a bus and we wandered around the corner of a building. And the the tour guide that was on the bus with us said, "This particular building. If you look at this, look at the corner of this building, and you could see mm-hmm. that that something had hit it. And then the, they said that a a um, bomb or something, bomb or some yeah. some sort of shrapnel hit that building during the war. Wow. Mm-hmm. And then they never fixed it; they left it. Right. And then they can that you see over the front door, the the main mm-hmm. entrance of the building. Can you see the shape of an eagle? Yeah, we can't we can't see wow. that." And wow. they, they removed the eagle, mm-hmm. and they said, "Well, that was this building the was the headquarters of Hitler during the war, and wow. now it's a school for art. Not oh because he liked, not because he liked art. It's just right. the, that they needed a school for art. So that building <laughs> became something else. They re, they refurbished it for something else, and they're mm-hmm. utilizing for something different. You would think if that were in America, they would tear it down just for the oh, significance yeah. of it." being right. hitler's building and him mm. walking through those doors right but right. not in europe they don't do that and then mm. and i find it i find it interesting that that happens and i and i love that they they do that mm-hmm. um they, and they, I, they truly do yeah uh, they do I, one of the houses i've stayed in compared like i stayed at airbnb this whole trip okay uh the, the first house we stayed at she you know which is very common in europe uh is the bathroom and the toilet are in two separate rooms because of right. how because of how plumbing developed or however the case. Right. And so like a closet would have to be turned into a bathroom. Right. Which is whatever. why they named it the right. waste closet, right? Right. Yeah, right. exactly. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, you know, it's funny to going back a little bit. When I walk around and you've seen this before too, I've kind of pointed them out when you're talking about how you you talked about historically people wandering around and, right. and stepping on things and you think about um, the stones that people walk on, and they and they've they've been there for hundreds, if not thousands, of years. Right. And um, I just think about the way that stones get worn away, marble and mm-hmm. granite and slate. They get worn away, and you can see that over the centuries, that thousands of people have walked on this particular stone and kind of worn it right. to make make it look the way it looks. And like I was just speaking to my photography class recently, mm-hmm. how a buddy of mine who lives in a town named Piacenza. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you listen to Oh, I think to you this... told me in Italy, right? 
Yeah, in Piacenza, yeah. Italy. Um, we we're wandering around for the very first time. I was in his hometown, and his name's Julio. Mm-hmm. And um, if you're listening, hello. And he w- took us through this big square, just outside of his little his building. And this big square, there's there's you know uh, statues and there's buildings and there's historical places and whatever. Walking around and there's a big church and. He says, he looks down and he says, look at this big building right here. And it's like, this used to be a bank and now it is, it's, it's businesses and different things. And at one time it was a huge bank. And he looked down and he said, look at this big, this stone. And I'm talking about a stone the size of your like dining table, <laughs> right? It's not a stone right. like we would think in America. I mean, we're talking about a big piece of slate. Right. And he said, look at the crack. There's a crack all the way across the middle of it. And I don't know if I told you the story or not, but he said, when... Napoleon Bonaparte Whoa. drove rode through town. His cannon was Hit on a, was on a was on a wheeled carriage, and it rolled over that stone and cracked it. Wow. Historically, they don't change it. They don't take it. Oh, it's broken. Let's fix this. No, we'll just leave that. That's a that's piece awesome. of history, right? That's a piece <laughs> of history. Yeah. And <laughs> why, why change that? That's a that's a piece of history that later he later made this building that we were looking at his mistress's apartment okay right? right so it goes along with the whole story of how napoleon bonaparte came to town and kind of took over why wow. remove those kinds of things where unfortunately in america we kind of start to delete those kinds of things that's, that's and, true right it's it's that's just it. fascinating those kinds of things and i know you're a history major oh, yeah. those kinds of things i love right those little nuggets too. right those little nuggets Definitely. of information that, that's crazy. i love that I, you never actually, I don't think I ever heard that part of the story. And that's, that's just crazy. I, I, Napoleon is such a huge figure and really you could go anywhere in Europe and be like, yeah, Napoleon was, was here, but never to yeah. really see yeah. something so small and so right. powerful at the same time in a way, you know, it's, it's huge. That's it. That is big. That survived. It's crazy that a rock with a crack yeah. from Napoleon survived this long, you know, that's, right. Right. Oh, that's from Napoleon Bonaparte. Right. Right. Okay. So. Back to uh, your interest in travel, the the, right. the second trip in 2017. What made you say, you know what, I'm gonna do it again? Mm-hmm. Uh, what happened? Okay, I really wanted to go back the next year. I was really intending on going back the next year, but as uh, just oh, in 16. Yeah, but as things played out, it didn't go as planned. Uh, yeah. Thankfully, honestly, I would have to say thankfully because the next year it was a. Uh, what is it, seven countries we said uh yeah we did seven countries and i think even eight if you want to count that little bit if we little time we spent in austria I don't yeah know if that was, yeah yeah you could do that yeah uh we, we anyway, spent enough time to go to lunch walk around yeah. town and of uh, innsbruck scenery. yeah it was cool yeah. and that's yeah, a like that's that. a cool little i've done it twice now mm-hmm. i've taken groups twice now to that little Very section nice. of, of of austria okay. and it's really cool because you're below the the Alps, you can see right. the, the, the oh, snow yeah. and the glaciers. You can it's see crazy. it's like there's a it's chill crazy. in the air and it's summer and it's you're wandering around town and it's a beautiful little town. And mm-hmm. we had lunch multiple times. And it's like, what I don't know, we spent what three or four hours there, five yeah, hours at least. The most. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. go ahead. Yeah, that was great. Uh, sorry, where was I? Uh, so you're you're great, you're grateful that you actually waited for the 17th oh, yeah, trip for sure because we traveled so much more. And then, although, uh, it was a long time and you know eventually we all did get tired physically uh it's you you, for, you forget all the physical stuff and you, you you really focus on the greatness that you've seen the really the true impact that <laughs> like let's let's go over some examples like for example in uh heidelberg 
yeah that, that castle i ended up i didn't know at the time but i ended up going back and doing some research and uh it was and all the battles that had been fought there and when we were there you could see the bullet marks and where the cannons had been yeah and uh and uh the the folklore i don't know if you remember this that they threw the, the king or the prince out of the out of the roof because he, right or the night he threw the night out of the and his foot left an in mark or an imprint and my foot fit the imprint that day and, and that was, that was oh cool. that's right in the stone below right right yeah yeah they threw this guy out of the out of off the roof of the castle which was pretty darn high yeah hit the ground so hard that it made an imprint in the stone right. and the story goes the knight basically had been sleeping with uh the king's wife or, right. or the queen right 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 and so, yeah, and uh, all but, those. You know what? It's funny about that. You, I, I like how you brought that up. I completely hmm. forgot about that. But I like how you bring that up because there's so many little stories like that, and you think, oh, I wonder if that's even true. Right, I wonder if that's. Right. I wonder if that's true. But it doesn't matter. <laughs> it's so it was, cool, right? That is true. To have a story like that, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And that's interesting. I've seen that castle twice now in Heidelberg, mm-hmm. Germany, and I've I've been very indifferent about it because, um. It's nice to hear that you liked it because that particular town, mm-hmm. when you go down into town, is a very picturesque uh, Roman. I'm not sorry, not Roman, German town. Mm-hmm. Um, it just looks like a German postcard, right? Right. Oh my gosh, it's it's beautiful. <laughs> it's so. And we're beautiful. only talking so... about, and we're only talking about maybe six blocks right. of air, maybe eight blocks of area mm-hmm. where it looks like this. And then, of course, if you cross over the river, which is a major uh, um, avenue for getting in and out of Heidelberg back in the day, wow. this great bridge that locks the whole city down. Yeah. Um, we walked across that bridge. We went mm. through that. that went gate, down to the river. Yeah. Went oh, down to the yeah. river. Right. I mean, but back to the, ho- the, to the castle, mm-hmm. most of it, as you know, most of the castle uh, was destroyed in the different wars. Right. And again, they didn't. They didn't fix it. They didn't go back and repair it, probably for money, right? The lack right. of money. Mm-hmm. But what was left, um, when you look at it from afar, you can see the great shape of the, of the castle. But when you come up on it at first, and I've entered on different sides of the, of the castle now, mm-hmm. um, one particular side, it looks pretty desolate. It looks like there's nothing there. Really? Right? There's a huge, yeah, that huge wall over the museum part of it oh, is, right, right. is pretty, is pretty, yeah, yeah, pretty yeah, gone, yeah. right? It's just oh, one right. wall, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, there's yeah. no roof. There's mm-hmm. no, there's no other walls. It's just the one wall, but it just kind of, it's kind of strange when you go there. I was very indifferent the first time. The second time I kind of enjoyed it more. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're, but you're right. It's, it has, it has a particular history to it, right? That it's one of those things you should see. It's one of those things you should enjoy. Absolutely. Not to mention the world's largest cast of wine, right? right. Oh, that's yeah. Yeah. The, world's largest yeah cast wine so you could probably put a house you could put a small house inside that thing right absolutely yeah (laughs) huge right and it was go up go up and go around it and touch it and check it out and everything yeah yeah Yeah. i don't know the story of how long that's been there but that was great that was crazy how much wine could fit in there yeah 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 (laughs) huge huge Mm -hmm. cast of wine and that was cool that was a cool thing to do kind of wander around and see that and not much other things going on inside heidelberg that we did we spent time at at the castle yeah. And I can't remember if had a little free time. Did, did we spend the night in, in Heidelberg with you? No, we oh, where did we go after that? We went to where where was next? Um Munich, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So one trip we spent in Heidelberg and one trip we didn't. I can't remember which one okay. was which, but um anyway, the um 
Yeah, it was just an, it's an interesting place to see that. And, and in fact, speaking with travelers in the past, like yourself, um, I've actually spoken to a couple. They thought Heidelberg mm-hmm. was one of their favorite cities. It's a college town, man. Like kids are gonna love it. <laughs> yeah, and it's yep. you know, it, like I said before, it, and people bring up how we walked out of the castle and walked down into town. Mm-hmm. They really loved. Oh, my nephew. My nephew is talking about it as well. Uh-huh. Um, talking about how he loved Heidelberg and how, but he was he was obsessed with Germany to begin with. Right. Um, he really liked that picturesque postcard type of place in Germany oh, in yeah. Heidelberg, that town. You know the, right. the corn mart, right? The corn mart. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah the, all the, the corn plaza, the yeah, yeah. Uh, well, they used to sell corn, and right, right. Now it's called the corn mart, or the corn plaza, <laughs> the corn square, whatever they call it. But uh, yeah, very, yeah. very picturesque. Yeah, especially from the view of the, of the castle. Uh, you know, because kings wanted to see all their land or whatever. I think our tour guide was telling us, so they had yep. to get, build as high up as they could. Yep. Yep. Not only just for not only for that, but for protection as well. Yep. And then they owned obviously the land around it, so that's where their people would live. And right. Yeah. Yeah. There's various reasons of, as to why they do that, but yeah. Yeah. So what? Um, so tell me what what else were you, were you thinking in regards to 2017? Your second trip. What do? What? Right. What was? What was kind of like the, the moment where you thought, I get it, like I understand it now. Man. You know what I mean? <laughs> was there something like that for you? The whole it's, to put it in better perspective. For me, it's so everything is so real because, and the way I know this is because as soon as I get home, I feel like I just pressed a new button into like a new mode of how I just feel internally, and it's it's like you're okay, I'm back to normal now, and you're because of how much you can pack into you know 17 days. We did it. We packed so much, saw so much, experienced so much. You really, you really, uh, you know, can't. It takes time to reflect on that, and uh, right. Right, and and you're kind of caught up in the moment. You're loving everything around you, and you're taking it in. But to really like think of how significant it was is you got to think about it, and it was significant in my mind. Yeah, yeah. The whole whole trip, the whole trip. And that's that's funny you bring that up because you know it's you're doing so much in such a short amount of time. And I do adult trip. We do adult trips where they're a little slower. Mm -hmm. But the everybody trip, the student trips that you've been on. Mm-hmm. Like, and I just call them like the everybody trip because we've yeah. had people from the age of like 10 or 11 yeah. all the way up to like 70 something. You know, yeah, we've had range. we had a grandmother, a couple of grandmothers on our trips couple, before. Yeah. And mm-hmm. and the and the trips are, are fascinating that way. They're very dynamic when you have groups like that. And right. Um, you get plenty of perspectives. It, like, a yeah. Huge thing about going with a group, a huge thing that I thought was um, the connections and the friendships you make and just how much definitely like we're just saying perspective. Uh, it was always great in the mornings, you know, go, go get your breakfast with one of maybe someone older than you and just kind of hear what, how they kind of thought about what was going on and the scenery they saw and really analyze how, right. Just how it is, you know, get your own perspective based off of everything you see and everything you hear. Right. Uh, And you know, and I don't know if you remember, but I, at night during dinner, I always do this thing where you tell us about your best thing, your favorite thing of yesterday, right. Or Mm -hmm. today, right. Cause it's dinner. And it's it's interesting to hear the different people say this was my favorite thing today, and and mm-hmm. they talk about it, start talking about why, and then you think about it yourself, you're thinking, oh, I would have never thought about that. Yeah, that is a good right. time. Yeah, that was a good true. point of the trip, or that was a spectacular uh, event, or that was a that was a beautiful castle to see. Because you're right. so focused on your favorite moment, mm-hmm. and you're hearing someone else 
talk about their moment, you're thinking, oh man, wow, that, was, that was great. That was good too. Yeah. That was good. I like that one too. That's really true. That's, I can say I felt that almost every night. Every time you brought that up, every night you're like, wow, it's definitely, shoot, I would have forgot about that specific moment if you hadn't brought it up. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah. Really great. And still, like, I'm trying to think of the city. I believe it was Switzerland, but we had a little stop. Yeah, it was Switzerland. Uh, right after Swiss Army Knife, you know how we, we had some free time. Oh, yeah. Uh, I was thinking the whole day of like the boat and that cool boat ride we got on. Yep. And you know, just on, of course, the in Lucerne the mountain. Yeah. What was the mountain? What's the name of the mountain? Uh, Mount Pilatus. Yes. That's right. Yeah. On my wall. Right there. Okay. And it's, uh, it's, it's, uh, it's said that Pontius Pilate is buried there. Wow. That's why it's named Mount Pilatus. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And, uh, long story short, that night, uh, we had been talking about what was our, favorite time and uh, someone had brought up our free time there and i was like oh yeah we did our free time there and i started thinking about it. I was like man that was a good time we i sat by the lake and or by the i think it was a lake yeah big lake saw some swans he just relaxed and had a good time enjoyed what was around me and mm-hmm. it's crazy how or it's great how you do that uh it really yeah helps you reflect on what you did you know day. that yeah that's a great word to reflect because it's it's we're doing again back to what you brought up we're doing so many things I have people up at six o'clock in the morning. We're eating breakfast at seven. Right. We're on the bus or we're out on our feet at eight o'clock in the morning. Sometimes this is before, before this is before coming home at, at like one in the morning. Exactly. Is... <laughs> exactly. And then and then to let everybody everybody know, if you if you're good with the itinerary, great. If you want to go back to the hotel, great. But Mike is always going to take you somewhere else. Mike is always right. going to take you some and do something additional. Mike is always going to add to the itinerary. And mm-hmm. do some sort of photo walk or some sort of little, right. let's go check this out. I'm going to show you this. I'm going to show you that. So there's sometimes we get back home at 2 and 3 and 4 o'clock in the morning. And then guess what? We're back up at 6 o'clock in the morning again. And um, I don't do that a lot because yeah. I don't do, you know, I don't keep them out till 3 or 4 o'clock in the morning <laughs> a lot. But, you know, we're always up till 12 or 1, yeah. right? Right. Yeah. And, that's a good hour usually. Yeah. Yeah. And so what we're doing is. We're, we're doing so many things and seeing so many places mm-hmm. in such a short amount of time that it's really good to sit down at, at dinner that night and reflect yeah. and talk about it and start. And once, cause what happens is if you don't talk about it immediately, you start to forget about, Oh, right. dang, I forgot all about that. Right. Mm-hmm. So I want to, I want to embed those memories into people's minds and, and have them remember right. what, it is we saw today because I want them to really enjoy what it is we're doing. And you know, my philosophy, you've heard it before and I'll say it again for the listeners. My philosophy on travel is that don't try to do everything. Right. Uh, yeah. I, yeah. I have a good story about that, that you told me the first time good. you told me that. Let me, let me tell them and you okay. can tell the Sorry. story. So Sorry. the listeners, the no, 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 no worries. My philosophy is that don't try to do everything on, on in this one trip have the mentality that you're going to come back I'm going to come back to Amsterdam. I'm going to come back to Germany. I'm going to come back to the city because the problem is that if you, if you try to do too much, you're not going to enjoy what's in front of you. Right. True. Yeah. Very true. What was your story? Uh, okay. Uh, sorry. Uh, we were, it was our, it was my first time in France ever. Uh, we were in Paris and we were at some market or something. Uh, yeah. And basically uh, we had plans to either go to Sacre, uh, excuse me, or, uh, or I think Notre Dame or something, or which I had already gone through, but the group was going to go through this time. Yeah. Or something around those lines. Uh, and anyways, uh, we couldn't have gone that, that particular time. We didn't end up going to the church up on the hill, you know, 
uh, oh, yeah. Kill. Montmartre. Yeah. Montmartre, yeah. And uh, you talking about me, the first trip? Yeah, the first trip. And he told me, I don't yeah. worry, you'll get it next time. And I just remember thinking like, yeah, I ho- I sure hope so, you know. And then I know to, I know exactly what you're what you're talking about. I remember yeah. the conversation with you. Yeah, because we were standing <laughs> right in front of Notre Dame. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I said, I I want to have I want to go I want to have told the tour director the and for those who not who don't know and they're listening, on every one of our group trips. Yes, I'm knowledgeable. Yes, I've been there before. But the tour has somebody. We always have somebody mm-hmm. that is European who speaks the languages in which the countries were traveling. They right. know the, la- la- the lay of the land. They know what they're doing. And they can, they're, the, they're the, the expert, so to speak, in, mm-hmm. in regards to work, what we're doing. So that's the person that I work with constantly, 24-7, in regards to, well, even before we leave. But while we're on the trip, this is the person that kind of directs us in what we're doing. And then when at the end of the day, then Mike kicks in and does what he does. So this guy, and I'm sorry, I'm talking about my third myself <laughs> in third person. But, <laughs> but anyway... At that end of the day, we we had a dinner scheduled for I don't know five five thirty whatever it was, and it was right in the neighborhood of Notre Dame, and I had told everybody, including Nick, I want to take you up to Montmartre because yeah. that's where Picasso lived. That's where all the I mean Ezra Pound and all the artists um, during the twenties Hemingway stayed up there for a while. Mm-hmm. He had a house nearby, um, and that, all the artists lived in that area. It's just a beautiful little borough of france and there's a huge church up there sacre-coeur and all these things going on up there it's just this is yeah. artist central that's exactly that, that's what i would remember I what say. happened was because of the the logistics of where we we're going for dinner and how we we're getting there and then the bus picking us up and then people inside people were still inside of notre dame and mm-hmm. things were going we just had so many things going on yeah my philosophy kicked in and i said nick <laughs> I, I want to take you up there, but we're gonna have to do it next time. We just can't yep. do it. And I and I remember, the, and I see it every time. I see it on people's faces every time. They they look at me like, oh, I'm not gonna be here again. But <laughs> but you were right. Right. Two yeah, years. Just, two yeah. years later. Mm-hmm. Tell us about that. Two years later, what happened? Two years later, we ended up. Uh, sure enough, we went and we climbed the mountainous, the very high stairs at night. Yep. And saw saw a great view, and you know, enjoyed my first. Or no, it was my actually. We had great food, great d- desserts. You know, desserts had, everywhere. You yeah, can't had, turn away. Crepes up there, right? Crepes, that's right. Yeah, uh, artists, you could get your face painted. Although I didn't. I mean, not face painted, but you're you know, like drawn of you. Oh yeah. Right, and all this. It's a great time. You could sit underneath this or on the steps of Sacre Coeur and just kind of relax and yep. Uh, yep. enjoy. You know. So uh, that. So what was the the second year, two thousand seventeen? Mm-hmm. It was a two year wait to get up on top of Montmartre. Was it worth it? Oh yeah, oh absolutely, it was worth it. Even yeah. though in the back of my mind, I was at the first time I really had myself convinced I would never, you know, see this again. Sure enough, <laughs> sure enough, right, right. And my, right. I guess I have one one of your philosophies still lingering that I got to go to. You know, I got to go to the Louvre, even though I've been to Paris twice and I could have gone twice. Yeah, the second time we were exchanged for Disney Paris, and I was, yeah, I yeah. had, I knew I because I told myself Paris I will always be back to. I love Paris; it's great. Uh, but I, but I, I'll never come by myself and go to Disney Paris. Never in my life will I, yeah, come here to do that. So I guess let's get it done. So I've you were part left. of the group that went to to Disney. Yeah, as hesitant yeah. I was, I you know I, that kept me up that night. I was asking everyone. I was so debating on every yeah, <laughs> but, and that's. But, yeah. And I think, I don't know if you heard me say it or not, but I told everybody, listen, think about this. 
if you come to if you come back to to, to Paris, it's more likely that you're going to see the Louvre, that you're right. going to see Versailles, right. you're going to see all those things, those typical tourist things. It's probably going to be harder for you to see Euro Disney. Absolutely right. And and <laughs> I think that's what that's what and, that's what convinced me. I was like, God yeah. dang it! <laughs> I have and to, like, <laughs> you know what's funny is my daughter was on was da- my daughter went with you, right? She was yeah, yeah. she went to Disney with you. She went to Euro Disney with you, and and we were just talking about that. Um, I had taken some of my my students from last year's yearbook to mm-hmm. uh, just recently, a couple, couple weeks ago. We went to Universal Universal Studios, and my daughter went with us, mm-hmm. and we were talking about Disneyland. And she said something. She brought up Euro Disney, and I completely forgot about it. Thought, oh my <laughs> gosh, I forgot about that. I said, "Yeah, that's one thing, one travel experience right. that my daughter has that you don't. <laughs> I don't ha- even have, right? Because like, I didn't go with that group, man. I took everybody <laughs> to the Louvre, and I took everybody right. to Versailles, and I did other, I did other things that day. And right. I thought, oh man, that turkey, she has something up on me, right? Uh, you guys, that's true. I didn't know you guys went to the Louvre that day. But then again, if that was the case, I had also had done that. So maybe that might have been partial reason I was convinced otherwise. <laughs> but like, yeah. But you know what? You did it. You did what you did. And, and it's kind of, you can't, you can't take it back, obviously. Right. But the thing is, like I said before, I still still stands. You probably will never get to go to Euro Disney again. So that's, it's right. True. And not only that, it was free. Right. That's yeah. Fair. <laughs> so. And, but here's my question to you is, do you think that you'll ever go or do you think your daughter is always going to have that leg up on you? That's an interesting question. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I, in fact, I've been to, I've been to Paris. Um, honestly, I don't know, know how many times, but I, <laughs> I, I can't, I can't remember one time thinking to myself, I need to go to Euro Disney. Right. <laughs> so she may... She may forever have it over me. Yeah, I don't <laughs> yeah, know. I don't know true. unless unless we go as a family again and we right. we, we sit down and say, you know, let's include Euro Disney. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not. Yeah. I don't know. We'll, we'll see. see. Yeah, <laughs> we'll see. I still got up. I still got her on the uh, number of countries, the number of trips. So yeah, I'm, I'm, you'll I'm always, good. You'll always, yeah, you always have plenty of that. That's yeah, I have that. I have that. <laughs> All right. So. But, uh, no, go ahead. What were you about to say? I don't know. After you. Sorry. So let me ask you this. So we got an idea. We got an idea why you took off on the group trip the first time. Mm-hmm. It, it The bug got into you. Mm-hmm. And you and I remember having conversations with you for the 2016 trip. You really wanted to go. Mm-hmm. And then it wasn't in the cards. And then you, you uh, out of the blue, messaged me and said, hey, I'm, I want to go on 2017. Yeah. And I, and I think it was after I had posted the information about the 2017 trip you're like i want to go mm-hmm. great let me know how, how i can help you so you got connected with the 17 trip yep the bug of travel was in your blood now you're ready to go you're mm-hmm. itching at it and um you had some experiences why and and tell us tell us everything tell us the tell the traveler the listeners about your interest in history and mm-hmm. what your career goals are and, right. and why all this is about in regards to why you chose to travel what was it in may wait this this most recent yeah uh it was actually uh june 6th i left june okay so the first of june 2018 just recently a month ago right uh less than a month ago you you took off on your first trip alone yep uh with no other but just my girlfriend uh, yeah i mean not not on a group trip it was a a solo trip in regards to no no group so tell us all about that tell us tell us what happened so (laughs) 
so let's, I guess, get a good understanding is uh, the cancellations, I guess, is a good place to start. Okay. Uh, so when you're solo, like we had mentioned in the, when we were discussing the group aspects right. is uh, how organized it was and how worry-free it kind of is. But when yeah. it comes to solo, uh, my first experience with the cancellation, and this is a good, I think, a good story. Uh, so basically, we had booked a crazy, a crazy cheap flight uh, for about 800 for two people round trip to Amsterdam. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Uh, which, so, by the way, is, so you're talking about 400 apiece. Yeah, right. Which, by the way, I, I've, I've, I've taken a trip from San Francisco to Amsterdam, and I think after taxes was $280. Whoa. But that no was the dead of winter. That was okay. the dead of winter. But you're talking about the height season, the height of the season. We're talking right. about June. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's a quick, cheap pl- That's a cheap flight. Right. And real quick, just to add emphasis on on this specific date, we saw a lot of the same people we left with, and we saw a lot of people that came that came back with us on the same exact dates because of those dates. The the from the sixth to the I believe the eleventh was okay. <laughs> was you know the best dates, the cheapest dates to go. So you were gone six days total. Uh no oh I might be doing my days wrong I'm sorry uh how long was your was this trip we it must be, it was a week we planned for a week so it was it was we were there for five days and two days of travel my bad I'm sorry okay so uh, it was a seven day trip yeah okay okay go ahead uh anyways yeah the cancellation so basically we booked the flight ahead of time and uh three months passed right we think we have this thing I noticed my bank I thought it had taken because I had a good my decent amount of money at the time. Then I invested the rest in stocks. And long story short, I had a dividend. I had less money, I thought, in my account. And I look at my emails, and it says that trip had been canceled, right? This trip has been canceled. Uh, oh, wow. Yeah, and so I had to call, and it was this big mess, and it was huge, dramatic, like, oh, my gosh, we're going to have to wait. And so that's, you know, eventually got it fixed, not for the same price, for about $400 more total. Uh, okay. Yeah, but, you know, it got done. Uh, and... Uh, yeah, so that's like a, that was one of the scares. Also, we got a hotel that did the same thing, and an Airbnb that did it a week before we were there. So that's so you crazy. had a lot of cancellations, right? And right, exactly. And you know, wow. you can't really predict that. You know, we tried to, and it definitely gave us more hassle. But you're not going to find that much in a group, I'd say. Well, yeah, I mean, it it does happen. It does yeah. happen. But the problem with the the difference, I should say, the difference between the group travel and the individual travel is that you're not dealing with it on an individual level. Right. Exactly. Myself and along with the tour director, we're handling everything. And I just come back to the group and say, okay, change of plans. Plan. This is what we're doing. Right. And you're, just, you're, you're literally just sitting there relaxing, waiting for an answer mm-hmm. and done. Easy, easy peasy, right? Right. So whole new story have, when, it, you're, when it's on your, you know, your shoulders. It is a different, you're right. It right. is a different story. It's a completely different story when that mm-hmm. stress level yeah. starts to rise mm-hmm. and you are the one having to think, what am I going to do? Right. For sure. Right. That's yeah. definitely one thing I took, to, took have taken from this trip. Uh, and, and okay, so let's fast forward. So where are we at? We're now let's talk about the trip. So basically we get there with a, maybe a slight delay, but we still made it there on time. Yeah. Essentially. Uh, and right away we went to the Anne Frank house, which I had done with you the first time. Yep. My girlfriend hadn't done it, but she had read the books that I brought back. Uh, perfect yeah and so she was able we walked through and she was able to you know tell me oh yeah she wasn't very good friends with him or this was their relationship to them or yeah kind of insights on whatever she had read uh she she very she liked the book a lot and anyways so that was our first day we had a great time great you know everything but like 
in the back of my mind, if you notice, wow, like there's, it's not a group setting. Like you, cause I'm so used to it, you know, I'm used to kind of just someone, a lot of people being there, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So it's a little bit of a shock. It's like, okay, that's, it's something to get used to because there's just so much like we're, like we've been talking about through this, throughout this whole podcast and so much, uh, to both sides and yeah. Yeah, it's not, you know, the thing is, it's not better or worse. It's just right. different, right? Absolutely. You know, what's, yeah. what's interesting about that that story that you're telling about Anna Frank's house is that mm-hmm. the very first time I've seen it, I, and I've seen it a number of times, and I've seen it, I've seen it progress, that museum progress, and I've seen him, I've seen them build the, or buy the building next door and buy the mm-hmm. building next door to that, and then wow. they turned it into a cafe, and then they, right. bought, and then they created the bookstore, and they created... I mean, I've I've seen that particular uh, venue triple in size uh, because they keep buying property near, and now they own all the way up to the to that little alley, right? So they own yeah, all yeah. three of those houses. Mm-hmm. So they, they, I, don't, I don't think they can grow anymore. Yeah. But the I, I've I've been there. The first time I was there was um, about twenty five, twenty eight years ago, whatever it was, and I was wandering around. And as you know, I speak a little Dutch. I was wandering around and I was I was at, even asking in Dutch. And I didn't know Amsterdam like I know it today. Mm. So I was wandering around. I didn't know how to get there. And I asked this guy, um, asked him, hey, in Dutch, can you tell me where or how to get to Anna Frank's house? And he came back to me with, with a very abrasive and rude response of, <laughs> why would you really? want to go there? And I, and I just thought like, uh, that's kind of a weird response. And then I was right. I, later, a couple of years later, I was there again, and and I was with some friends that actually lived there, and there and this, mm-hmm. this particular friend grew up in Amsterdam, a native mm-hmm. to Amsterdam, and I told him the story. Wow! And he came back to me, and he came back and said to me, he responded with, "Michael, think about it. She's not the only one." She, there was there were right. there were hundreds of people doing them thousands and hundreds of thousands absolutely but the in amsterdam alone that's not the only house people were were hiding in so that's probably where he was thinking that's probably what he was thinking right why he he thought like that however right and i respect it's a big, it's yeah, a big i respect that and i and i never thought about it that way however right. from my perspective i'm thinking anna frank represents all of them for me right that house right and that house represents all of the houses that people were hiding in um it's a bigger it's like being a part of something bigger than who you really are it wasn't just to see on a franc it's not just to see the hiding annex it's not just to see how people how she lived at that time it's it's to hear how all of them lived at that time it definitely it gives you an insight and something to kind of understand in the like we're like we've been talking about like inside right. this whole time, it gives you a great picture of what right. was going on right. elsewhere. Just from this one right. example, it's it's interesting that way. It's interesting to see how people see it and how their perspectives are. Which for me, group travel is interesting that way because every day, as we've said, sitting at dinner, what's your favorite mm-hmm. part of the day? I I love I love yeah. hearing some, one person's element of today and their favorite piece of today versus everyone else's. And it's, it, it kind of puts it in perspective right. for me because maybe I didn't hear 
everything you talked about. Maybe I didn't see every element that you saw today. And maybe I didn't feel the emotion you felt today. And um, as many times as I, that I've been to Europe over the years, I, I love experiencing it through your eyes and your feelings and your heart because in your shoes, right? It varies. Because it varies. You're mm-hmm. right. It varies. It's, it's just ever yeah. changing. Yeah. Mm, very yeah. true. That's yeah. No, no one's gonna ever think the same thing about any of this. About we're all seeing the same thing, but thinking something completely exactly, different. exactly. Uh, which is which is the thing about a group. Yeah, you know, yeah. and a great way to get it right, right. On a, uh, so tell us, tell us again uh, why why, yeah, why this trip? So you went you went I to go. two different countries, right? Okay. Yes, two different countries specifically: so yes. Holland and Belgium. Uh, okay, yes. why? Okay, so I went to. So this let's start. Uh, this semester, I took my I'm a history okay. major, and I took I'm taking uh, something that all history majors have to take, which is a history four class, which is just kind of introductory, you know, history of uh, research, right. you know. And so, I had to write this big paper on anything I got to pick, and I for some reason I had read something a little something on the Dutch East India Company. I was getting into stocks at the time, like I had previously mentioned. Yes, and uh, and they were the founders of you know the stock company supposedly. Or, yes. Well. And we talked about this briefly yesterday, the the history of, of uh, the corporation, the very first, the VSC. very first corporation yeah. in the entire world was right there on the streets mm-hmm. of Amsterdam with the VOC. Right. World. Cor- yeah. So it's been, you know, great distances. And if you go to ha- Am- or, excuse me, uh, Holland today, you could you could still see, you know, their influence on what they brought back to yep. the world, such as predominantly spices yep. and their weird how they flavor their food. And uh and also, okay, so yeah. Long story short, I was learning about this, uh, the VOC, the first international yeah. company, and uh, their history starts in in Belgium. Uh, Spain ended up invading uh, Belgium, and at the time, Antwerp was you know the big commercial city, bigger than Amsterdam. Amsterdam was yep. very small, and uh, a lot of Protestants had lived in, Calvinists had lived in uh, Antwerp. Which I unfortunately was not able to go this time, but Brussels as well. They had seized, seized cities yeah. in the Low Countries, yeah. and so basically that sent a bunch of Protestants up because King Philip II was like, "Okay, uh, I'm gonna." For some reason, even though I was Catholic as it was, he let a bunch of he let all the ca- Catholics and Protestants leave if they wanted right. to. And so where'd they go? They went to England. They went to Amsterdam, and uh, Amsterdam basically exploded with all these uh, craftsmen and workmen and everyday kind of people, a big middle class. And uh, with and so they basically I just learned about their naval history and uh, which brought me there in the first yeah. place. If you know if you know the Dutch, you know they're very they're very nautically. You know they're very there in the oh yeah oceans they are they sailors right? at. so they were they were sailors, sailors yeah yeah and uh, so yeah that's why I was there and to see uh, you could definitely see even though Spanish hadn't owned the Habsburg Empire hadn't owned a. Uh, you know, Belgium for that long, you could still see their their influence and their art and the people who they're who represent them and their culture. Yeah, it's even. everywhere. And if, right. And uh, so, you know, I kind of wanted to walk through the steps and see what these people before me had seen, you know, and I just spent I had just written a 10 page paper on and that was my reason of going. And so I went there and saw some names I recognized mm-hmm. and, you know, connect made some connections I hadn't previously made. If I wish I would have gone before, you know, but right. To make a better paper perhaps well but, yeah uh, i mean yeah. Th- that's the thing that's yeah that's a, that's a great experience where we we briefly talked about this yesterday where 
travel i try to encourage the travelers to do a little bit of research and sometimes people just tell me flat out i just don't want to do it i want to i want to experience i want to experience right. everything brand new i want to hear it for the first time i want to see it for the first time and i and i respect that that's fine but right. i think you i think you get more out of it when you've you've read about it you've seen it at least saw a few pictures or a few photos of where we're going to yeah. go you know mm-hmm. what that building looks like you know what those streets look like you you've uh, spoken to somebody you've read something mm-hmm. in regards to the locations mm-hmm. that we'll be arriving in and and and, and right. visiting it just makes a little bit of difference and, and as you as you now experienced when you walk through Amsterdam the first time you're brand new mm-hmm. this this second yeah. time yep. you've already been there before mm-hmm. you already know what to expect and then of course you knew to take your girlfriend to my favorite french fry place right <laughs> yeah, I sure did. It was great. And we we played it safe this time, unfortunately. Uh I was thinking about going something else, but the first time we had tried their uh what was it called? What was the specific name for it? With the, uh, the Hollandaise, right? Or no, it was some it might have been uh we, they had some special Are you talking about the sauce? Peanut peanut sauce. Oh the, peanut the sauce, penda sorry. sauce. Yeah. Or or <laughs> yeah, peanut and... sauce, but penda sauce, yeah. <laughs> and and by the way, for for the listeners, peanut sauce is kind of like this brown it's almost like brown ketchup. Um, yeah. Has like a slight Asian Asian food kind of yeah taste it, it, it like does a, it, it it's it's it is yeah. Asian and it's 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 kind of a, the influence of the Indonesian um, uh, yeah. palate and the yeah. they use the Dutch especially the Dutch Indo, Indos uh, the Indies um, as they call them the Indo they use pinda sauce on everything it's it's incredible and I and I love it and they actually <laughs> use it on they actually dip their fries in it so on. Um, it was good, but I don't fries and were not the thing that I thought in my mind should go with it. <laughs> okay, so it yeah, so everybody it yeah. has a different their different feel for it, but right. they they do. I mean, in, in fact, that I tell everybody when we go up to that counter, they'll know you right off the bat if you ask for ketchup <laughs> if you're an American, yeah, right? For sure, mm-hmm. and they Absolutely. have it. They have no ketchup, <laughs> but they also have the Dutch. Plenty of historically other. eat mayonnaise on their French fries, right? But yep, but the, but then now they do yeah, and, they, and then now they have the uh, the pinda sauce, but they also have ketchup yeah. just for the tourists, and you know that's right. Back in the day, that little shop only had ketchup in those little packets, right? Right. Now they have it. Now they have it in the in the the pump. Spencer thing. Yeah, yeah the Spencer, just like everybody, or just like all the other sauces, but right. Cool. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Uh, so where were we? So let me ask you uh, this. What what was your because you've been to Amsterdam twice now, what was your yeah. favorite thing this time? This time oh, definitely uh the Naval Museum. Uh ah. I'm I'm not even gonna bother I could try to pronounce it, but I, I just, I'm yeah, not I, going to. Nah, go ahead. Yeah, we'll just say <laughs> uh, the Naval Museum. Yeah, uh the National Maritime Museum, Naval yeah. Museum, whatever. Uh so basically it's uh their naval history, which is like I said before, uh is a big part of their it's their history. Yeah. Uh and uh, so you could go see all the these beautiful, these great paintings of just crazy battles or just the everyday. The Dutch are really good at painting every day. You know, uh, yeah. Our yeah. everyday paintings like realism is a big part of their art form from what I, at least from what I've gathered and just kind of what's presented to me. But uh, gosh, it's uh, did you else. did you visit the you know, the, there's that boat. The boat in the back. Let me talk about that a bit. Uh, yeah. So, so what? So that, let everybody know that there's a a um a model. It's not even. A, it's a life size model. A yeah. remake, right? Right. Of, of the 1600 the, ship. 
of the the Amsterdam, I believe it's called. Yeah. Uh, and and it was but the original ship is still, I from what I was told, was is still wrecked off the the coast of Dover, I believe. Yeah, probably. It's uh, still there. Yeah, and I, think I was like, wow, right. that's, yeah. that's crazy. And uh, so we got to go in it and check out how they lived, and you got to smell, you know, the spices that they might bring, and you got to see all the read the little, you know, everything. Yep. And uh. And on the middle floor, I want to say there is a VR, which is you know very new. Uh, and I didn't know this because last time I last time I'd been to that museum, they didn't have that. Right. Because obviously yeah. it's new. Uh, VR right. is virtual I mean, reality. Not, that's just a, some, that's something new within the past few years. So tell right, us about that. Sure. What happened for that? With yeah, that? that was that was that was really as it was really great. Uh, so we you basically went in this room, and we were the only two people. We went on like a Tuesday or something, so there's really nobody there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, you go in and there's a bunch of seats where you can swivel back and forth, look around, and you put on these things and headphones, you know, these these goggles. And they start it, and you start off on the ship that you're at, where you're at, from exactly where you start, from where you're sitting, and you go around the harbor as it's being built from what I believe sometime in the 15 to 17, 1700s, you just see it be right. built and the dailies going on. And you stop a bit and you see this family, this man leaving away forever and his wife's crying. And, you know, it's really cool. It's just like, it's kind of you just get to see all these magnificent magnificent things being built around you and yeah, yeah. and that so that's basically what that is and that's free if you if you buy the ticket that comes with it you just have to reserve right time. right uh, okay. yeah and then there's also other parts of the museum such as the there's big like uh, whaling I believe it is like like they they you know they hunted for whales and how the, the history behind that basically and yeah. Uh, Looking for blubber right. and oil and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. Per- that's how they they filled the the lamps right. in the streets of Amsterdam. Yeah. Right. And so, but my main interest was, of course, uh, the maps and uh, plenty of plenty of maps and the first maps and those were all there. Dude, the the maps are incredible. Oh, yeah. This the maps. This guy was speaking and talking about one of the first maps. This really big, huge map that, like I think I told you yesterday, showed California as an island and all these other mistakes. And he, he was oh, just yeah. going into it, yeah, yeah. but it was in Dutch, and I really wish I could have understood him because I, you know, Dutch is very similar, pretty similar. And so it, it, it remarkably yeah. is. I mean, it's as close as language, um, very close language because of you know it's heritage. It, it's it's German. It's it's German. It's close to German. It's it's that it's that um, you know what's funny about it mm-hmm. when I was learning, and I'm I'm still learning. I'm not I'm not proficient with it, but mm-hmm. um, one word that really got me. And made me kind of understand the pronunciation because the pronunciation is key. Is the the word for street or strat, avenue? Strat, street. Or, yeah, you know it. Strat. And I thought, oh, that's how you yeah. do it. So it's that, it, that was a word that connected with yeah. me immediately, and I really yeah. understood. Oh, that's how I'm putting these right. words together because they have they have the hard and the soft vowels. So the double mm-hmm. a and strat. Mm-hmm. That's how you pronounce that. Strat. <laughs> Just yesterday, um, I had a. <laughs> I was watching Jeopardy and I saw a question and there was two A's and I was like, that's Dutch. It's whatever the answer is. It's Dutch. And sure enough, you know, it, yeah, it. And, yeah. Uh, but yeah, like that was a great, that was another great thing about just going to countries, especially, you know, uh, Amsterdam, we saw a lot of, you know, connections and we're able to be like, okay, so that means that new means is new, you know, just spelled differently, whatever. Uh, yeah. And uh, sounds the same, sounds the same, just a little different with, with, a, with a little bit of a, with a little bit of twist, yeah. but it's spelled completely mm-hmm. different. Yep. Right. And, uh, but like I do speak quite good French. Like I could I could go down to Belgium like we did, and I got around and people were talking. Okay. Yeah, and first thing I ever had to say this time in French, this guy came up and asked what was Cassie's name, and I told him he's like, 
she grabs he grabs her hand and kisses it and goes she's a pretty flower and i go thank you and we just walk away <laughs> well, <laughs> nice was, yeah nice. but like and especially for, so, go ahead, sorry no wait, wait. ordering it's kind of good to know you know it's respectful to know at least a little bit of wherever you're going to try to say excuse me in their language when you bump into somebody or it's all it's yeah all, you know, yeah in the basics right. like please and exactly. thank you and excuse me and um you know it's it's what's funny about that is i have i have a very i have a favorite dish a, a dutch dish it's it's my favorite and um it's nothing more than an open face sandwich <laughs> but it's it's called an achmack okay. and it's I can't even spell it, but it's Ashmacta. And what it is is two pieces of bread with meat on top of that, um, some sort of deli meat laid on top mm. of that, and then then fried eggs on top okay. of it, right? So that is is pretty much the staple of a bar, right? Right. You can go to any bar and get that. Well, I had my first experience um, quite a few years ago with the whole idea behind just because you want it doesn't mean you're right. going to get it mm-hmm. right you you kind of have to have that respect for the area the respect for the for the for the language and respect for uh where right. you are and i went into a restaurant once and i just asked and in dutch and i'm thinking well i'm asking in dutch i'm speaking in dutch i'm speak you know and i'm i'm, I'm being mm-hmm. respectful in that re- in that regard and i asked for ice and <laughs> the waiter looked what? at me like why would we have that and, and he said it in dutch he's like what do you, this is the menu <laughs> order from the menu. So I looked at the menu and it's not on there, obviously, mm-hmm. but it, I put it in perspective for myself. I thought this is like me going to <laughs> a pizza party right. in America mm-hmm. and asking for bacon and eggs right. <laughs> or pancakes right. or whatever, not asking for pizza. <laughs> it, I, mean, I thought to myself, how stupid could I have been? To have done something like that, <laughs> assuming, assuming that every Dutch restaurant right. would serve that dish. <laughs> I mean, come on. You can't get pizza. I mean, you can get can't almost get, anything you right. want at McDonald's, but you can't get pizza. Yeah, right. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm sure soon so enough. It, it, was, enough. It, was <laughs> it was it was eye-opening for me in regards to that, what you just said, being respectful right. for the for your location, Absolutely. being respectful for your environment and being being aware of where you are and what it is you're doing at the moment, because that makes you a, a better traveler. It makes you a respected traveler. It makes you, um, it, it avoids those comments like, and I won't say, I won't use a profanity because I've heard them <laughs> stupid American, right. right? What a stupid American. I'm sure those guys were talking about me after I left it because it was just, it was a stupid mistake. Right. It was, it was something I shouldn't have done. I shouldn't have said that. I shouldn't have <laughs> asked for that. I should have asked for something else. Um, but you live and right. learn, all, right? You live and learn. Do. And now I can, yeah, and now I can share that with others to to show them and tell them, don't do not do this. To, you know, respect the menu as well as the <laughs> language. But, so how many days did you spend in Amsterdam? Okay, so uh, basically we had a round trip. So we had to, if we were planning on leaving, which we did, we had to come back. So we... Uh, you flew in and out, which was, what do you mean? You flew in and out of Amsterdam, sorry, So right? we flew into Amsterdam and we had to go to Belgium, but we had to come back up. Right, so I stayed right. uh, three days in Amsterdam, the first initial three days. Then the weekend, I ble- actually I believe Sunday, Monday in Belgium, okay. and then stayed a day and a half and came back. Uh, okay, so this trip for you was two countries, mm-hmm. seven days. Yes, 
Okay. Okay. So yeah, two cities. Two, uh, wait. Yeah. Um, yeah. Unfortunately, two cities. Okay. So we'll talk about that difference in a okay. minute. So tell me, tell me more about Belgium. Then, what did you do in in Belgium? Okay. Uh, so Belgium, the first day we uh, went to go see. I believe it's called the Royal Palace. It's their main square. Uh, okay. I, I don't know exactly the specific name. And you know, we looked around. We we saw a bunch of people lying right in front of it. And so we figured we would too. We kind of laid back and stared up. And then, you know, just stiff, yeah, typical things you got to do in Belgium. Their, their beer, their chocolate, and their wine. We had yep. tried all that. Uh, yeah. That was all great. Uh, but, you know, Belgium is, as of all the places I've been, it's not some um, crazy, nothing's really going on. Amsterdam isn't really that crazy either, but Belgium is really nothing. It's too, like. Uh, it's pretty laid back, right? Yeah, yeah exactly. I mean, it's been thing. it's been probably twenty five years since I've been to well, about twenty years since I've been to Belgium, mm-hmm. and I and I um I've been to a good handful of different cities inside Belgium. Mm-hmm. There, it's it's different. It's very laid back. It's very, um, I think there's a reason that the the um, the the world capital is right, there right for right? the for the Maybe EU or the UN, which, which yeah, the EU is there as well as the oil capital of the world is there. Oh, wow. So it's a, it's a very diplomatic area. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Right? Absolutely. I, I got that feeling yeah, that's, when I was that's I don't true. know about That you. is true. Now that I think about it, like, it was it, just very, you know, how a diplomatic city should be ran, kind of just go about your... Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. it's like, it's so diplomatic, they speak different right. languages. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? They don't just speak right. one. They, they speak multiple. Mm-hmm. And... and Within a conversation, yeah, like I've, I've heard conversations <laughs> really? with people, and they'll they'll move from French to, to Flemish, yeah, Flemish to German to Austria, yeah, it's all over. <laughs> like, very very different. Uh, so then the next day, uh, we had gone to the Atomium, gone inside that, you know, uh, okay, went to Mini Europe, saw the cool little, you know, everything, a little, okay, that was great. Had a Belgian waffle there, uh, that saved it for the last, you know, Belgian chocolate waffle, great, yeah. Uh, well, do they call it a Belgian waffle actually, or do they just call it a waffle? I'm sure just waffle. <laughs> just had to specify for everyone. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we have real Belgian waffles no here. No way. In fact, all of the waffles are <laughs> Belgian here. It's like, no way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's funny. So go ahead. Yeah. Um, so then. Uh, so you spent two days there, Sunday, Monday? Yeah, Sunday, Monday. But I, I think I want to say like about a half day uh, when we first got there. With their, uh, okay. And uh, yeah, it was great. Uh, weather nice. People are cool. Airbnb experience was good. Uh, but mm-hmm. you know, like I said, my, a big takeaway is uh, it's not as I guess inviting is a good word. It's not as a uh, you can't just I don't know. There's not too much to do in a way. Like once you've done the things in that specific city, don't get me wrong. I'm sure Brussels. I mean, excuse me, uh, Belgium is a great country. I, I wanted to go to Waterloo. I wanted to go to Antwerp. But as far as Brussels goes, once you've done it, you've done it. If that makes sense. Yeah. 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 I, I, I right. hear what you're saying. Yeah. And I, and I had the same experience and I've, I've had the same experience with other countries mm-hmm. as well. Um, it's kind of like you have to do it and, and you, and you do it and right. then yeah, you that's did. it. I mean, you're, mm-hmm. you're done. Um, and if, if, and it's not right. for everybody, but it, 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 I remember being told about the Eiffel uh-huh. tower and this is coming from a person that, um, uh, didn't like museums and didn't like those to- sorts of uh, tourist attractions. Uh-huh. Told me once, it, it, the Eiffel Tower is just something you have to do. Go, go see it, right. and that's it. 
and for me for for that particular mm-hmm. person maybe that's the way if they right. felt about it but for me no way i like seeing the eiffel tower very nice right. i like seeing it yeah i like the area i like i just like yeah. paris yeah. right I'm one of those that likes Paris. I like walking around Paris. I like walking in the, the same steps I've seen right. before. Yeah, that's true. That's I like true. walking down a street that I haven't walked in Paris. I like Paris. Paris is easy to, like, I feel like I could go, after my second time for sure, go and walk around and have a good understanding of where everything is just because of yeah. what we yeah. did. But, uh, yeah. So it's it's kind of like that. I mean, I I remember that being told that, and, and Belgium is kind of like that um, yeah. for me. It's a French like, attitude. Yeah, it's it's cool. like a whole attitude. I saw it. Feels like. <laughs> Not to be like, not to yeah. sum all up, sum them all in one, but it's kind of almost in France. Yeah. They have like a, almost a snooty in a way, just a French kind of way about going around things. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's yeah. very French. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, yeah. And that was that. We came back to, we came back to Amsterdam and that was the day we went to the Naval Museum. Uh, but we went to also, you know, the first three days, I guess I skipped the whole three days. Uh, I went, to, we went to the Rijksmuseum, we went to the Van Gogh Museum. And there's this one, this one pass that we got, right? Uh, and it gave you 20% off almost anything in the city, a ride to the airport, yep. you know, whatever it was, to the airport and back. Yep, it's called the museum yeah. card. and so we got that. Yep. And uh, basically it paid for the Van Gogh thing and ca- and mm-hmm. Cassie, my girlfriend. Yep, and, and the Reichs. And, uh, but thankfully mm-hmm. she was, you know, because you do have to pay a little bit. You get one free and pay, you know, like half for the other or whatever. Uh, and luckily yeah. Cass got in for free because... For the Reichs, keep this in mind, everybody. If you're 18, it, it's still free. You know, you still get it for free. Yeah, but yeah. yeah. So there's that. Oh, so you, so you did go to the the Van Gogh yeah, Museum. Uh, that was really cool. God, and I love that museum. They had an exhibit. They're, they're having a, a Van Gogh in was it Japan or there's a specific name for it, but influenced by Japanese art, and it kind of went into yep. all of that. And it was really, mm-hmm. he's very interesting. I wish I got to do a little more research on him, but from from that experience which I should have done more research in for Van Gogh, but I'm not too interested after going it for sure. And hearing his story just from that. Yeah. Know, wow. You know, that's, that's an interesting thing to say because with this particular trip for you, this solo <laughs> trip for you was the trip that you said, I'm going because of yeah, this reason, story, right? Yeah. You're, yeah, you were going for your, your interest right. in history. You're going because you wrote a, <laughs> a paper you're going for this particular this particular interest in Belgium and right. Holland, or or the Netherlands, mm-hmm. and um, you uh, as usual you learn something new on this trip as you do all your trips. And now, just like I said before, don't try to do everything all at right. once. Come back, mm-hmm. do it next time, and and you can now go back and say, Oh, I remember seeing that. Oh, I remember seeing that. Oh, you know what? I saw that, that painting and I didn't know anything right. about it. And now you can do it now. And I'm sure, I don't know if you saw it, but the potato family. Oh, did you see the potato family? I might have. There's, there's a, uh, a painting, a very dark, when he was going through his very dark in the Reichs, period. In the oh, no, no, no. No, in, in the, yeah, the yeah, Van Gogh right Museum. Yeah, I did see that. So he yeah. has, yeah, yeah, there's a painting of a family eating, having yeah, potatoes. Yeah. And they, they, I think he calls it yeah, potato he, family. Yeah. That particular that particular painting is is one of those important paintings in his right, in his right. career, and in his understandings of things and and how he launched his career from that. So anyway, it, it's you you see that painting firsthand, and now back home in the luxury of your own home and your computer, you can actually right. do more research on it. And then next time you go, you'll see it and appreciate it even yep. more. Like right, I've, so it's don't right. ever think that 
I missed it or I, I didn't do enough research or you're always going to be in that position of, oh, I should have done research on this. Well, you didn't know right. about it. You didn't, you're learning as you go with each and every mm-hmm. trip. I mean, I love as often as I've, I've been to Europe and as many times as I've been there. And as long as I've been traveling, I want to learn something right. new every time. And in fact, I leave in about 10 days for Europe. Oh, really? I've gone about Where 22 days. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to go on, on a UK awesome. trip. So, and I, and we debated, do we do our old faithfuls? Do we not? Right, Cause right, I, right. I love Italy. Mm-hmm. I love Italy. And I, and I love Amsterdam and I love all these other little countries. And I think, should I do like this little leg and, and kind of go down mm-hmm. to Italy and kind of see some yeah. friends and do this, that, or the other. And cause I've got some friends telling me, asking me, when am I going to come back? And so I've debated about it for quite mm-hmm. a while. So we're actually going to go, um, Allie's going to meet me in, in London at the end of okay. my trip because I'm going to go first because she doesn't get as many days of vacation okay. as I do. I'm going to spend um, kind of a guy's right. trip with my one of my oh. best friends that lives mm-hmm. in London. And we're going to hang out and we're going to go up to Scotland and hang out and come back down to his place near wow. London and kind of do a guy's thing. And then at the end of that trip, she's going to meet me in Heathrow and we're going to fly to Ireland. I've wow. never been to Ireland. Yeah, I'll be there. So we were debating. Do we do something we've never wow. done or do something we've mm-hmm. always done? And I thought, let's do something different this time it's and and i'm I'm in that mode what am i going to see what am i going to experience i've never been to ireland before I've, it's one of those countries where you just constantly put it <laughs> off and put it off and put it off and, and i don't right. know why but we just i've yeah. never done it um but i but, but interestingly enough it's kind of a prelude to a group trip because i've been planning Ooh, a yes. group trip mm-hmm. as a uk trip and this is something you might yeah, be interested absolutely. in for 2021 okay oh we're gonna go to ireland scotland and england and i may do a little leg to paris because you as can. you know everybody right, loves yeah. paris so, that in there. so it's gonna be it's gonna be billed as a as a uk okay. trip um that's, yeah for um, 2021 that's plenty so this is kind of like the yeah yeah, cool. yeah so this is kind of like the uh the prelude for taking others to wow. ireland and scotland and england and uh, and then it's just interesting that I've never been to Ireland, so it'll be cool to yeah, kind of see that. Yeah, I want to say you can sign me up for that, but so, I will keep yeah, you updated. Works perfectly. <laughs> yeah, I'll keep you updated. Yeah, I'll keep you. I'll keep you in mind, and I'll, I'll send you the information. It's not uh, scheduled yet, so uh, when as soon as I do that, I'll probably do that uh, right. when I get back okay. from Europe at the end of the month, and then um, actually the beginning of August. So we'll get that all set up, and then I'll I'll send you awesome. the info. But yeah, definitely gonna do that for 2021. Okay. Uh, so let's see. Yeah. Oh. Uh, what else? It's funny you're going there. My mom's friends are just headed back, and they just went. You know, the first time you guys went, that they they're headed to Liverpool, but you guys had went to Abbey Road, and I love the Beatles. That's that's oh, one of my things I yeah. gotta go to still. I gotta go check out Abbey Road. I didn't go with you guys. <laughs> I went to Stonehenge oh, and yeah, Bath. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's you, yeah. that's one of the. I have to say that is the hardest thing of traveling. Like the most frustrating thing is. Oh my god! I know. Final decisions on what you want to do, where you want to go, and how I you know. do it. I know, and, and we we've been doing it for probably a month now. Ali right. and I t- thinking about do we go to Ireland, and it, for the, I don't know how I don't know why, but it just wasn't it wasn't getting us right. excited uh-huh. thinking about it. Um, m- primarily myself, more so myself thinking. Um, I don't know if I if I want to mm-hmm. go to Ireland, but I kept think telling myself, "You've never been there. Yeah, you need to do it. Sure. Go check it out." So we're we're. Uh, <laughs> We're definitely going to do it, but we definitely had that 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 uh, inability to make that decision, that indecisiveness of saying, 
gosh, I just really want to go back to right. Italy. Or I just want to go back <laughs> over here. I just want to see my friends over here or right. over there. But it's it, you're right. It's it's a difficult mm-hmm. decision. Um, and you've had you've had those difficult decisions numerous times now on your trips. What, what, right. Do I go here or do I go over there? And it's the philosophy, mm-hmm. right? Mike's philosophy. You can't do right. it all. Not on this you, trip. You throw out all, throw out all your ideas time. and narrow it down to what's likely in there and you can do. Yep. yep. Because otherwise, it's true. Otherwise, you're just not going to enjoy right. what you're doing right now. You're trying to run around and do too many things. Um, and not getting not getting to enjoy where you're at, where you are, and that, in fact, that brings me to another topic. We kind of alluded hmm. to it earlier. The major difference, right. I think, Nick, is between the group travel and your most recent or your know, individual travel is that with group travel, because of logistics, because we have a bus, right. because we have a tour guide, because we have all these things, because we go to the front of the line mm-hmm. on everything, you're able to see so many different things in one day that you just you just cannot do it as an individual and i tell everybody so and so respond to my statement right now i've been traveling probably longer than you've been alive and i can't do by myself i can't do what it is we do in group travel just just no way what do you what do you what did it say i would would so agree like there's so many like little things that uh Gosh, I, I wish I could think of some off the bat, but uh, I do remember every time just being like, wow, no one else could have the, I mean, unless you're obviously in a group, but no, you can't do this anywhere else. You can't just be like, I'm going to go to France and then we're going to go here and do this and in the way that we do it in the proper way, in the organized, you know, in a good yeah. way where no one's yeah. stressed out. I mean, everything goes smoothly in an organized way. You know, you're not going to find that outside of a group. You know, and, and I have, I have the perfect example of that. And, and I've done it both ways. In Italy, in Rome, we, as a group, we left the hotel. Uh, it was a group. It was an adult tour. So we were very, very close to uh, the Colosseum. Right. That particular day, we had the Colosseum and schedule, as well as um, various other things, including... Um, um, I'm trying to have a brain fart. Sorry, we had we had various things in, in in schedule on the on the mm-hmm. schedule for that day in Rome. So we leave the hotel rather early, seven thirty, eight o'clock, whatever it was. We get on the bus. The bus drops us off probably two hundred feet from the Colosseum. We because mm-hmm. it's a group tour, we walk up to the very front of the line. <laughs> we pass we pass everybody right. that's in line. And mind you, that line probably Good. takes yeah. three or four hours yep. to get through, mm-hmm. right? We walk all the way around everybody. We go right on into the Coliseum. We're in the Coliseum probably 15 <laughs> minutes after the bus <laughs> drops us off, right? Because that's how long it just took to walk through all the crowds and all, and all, all that. We spend, uh, let's say, an hour or so inside of the yeah. Coliseum, yeah, hour and a yeah. half or so we get we leave the Coliseum. we take our photographs we do all this we get do shot, all that we talk whatever, about yeah. different things we go up into the ancient mm-hmm. city oh yeah we walk all the way up through there we walk we have tickets obviously because of a group we walk through the ancient city we go through there we go we check everything out we walk up the That's steps cool. uh, out of the, the ancient city now we're very near uh, the wedding cake or that big giant 
white building in Rome. We walk down into near the forum, mm-hmm. right? The bus picks us up, takes us over to uh, right. the Vatican. Was it? Wait, what? This was. And then was this my trip? Are you talking about my trip, twenty fifteen? It it all was all all group trips. It's, it's pretty much this way. Yeah, along like that. Yeah, you, so you're yeah you remember right? You, yeah, you remember, yeah, yeah. remember it this way. We get on the bus. The bus takes us over to uh, this this the Sistine right. Chapel or the the museum of the Sistine Chapel. We go through the Sistine Chapel. We see the ceiling oh, yeah. of the Sistine Chapel that Michelangelo uh, Michelangelo painted. We see that. We spend our time inside the Sistine Chapel. We leave the Sistine Chapel. We go through a back door, like an alley. We shoot across the alley, and we're we're forced uh, into the St. Peter's mm-hmm. Cathedral through the side door because we're a group. We're inside the St. Peter's Cathedral, an right, hour, yeah. hour and 20 mm-hmm. minutes or whatever. We're outside, and we're walking around the, the, the basically the front area of the, the Vatican, and we're taking photographs. Now, mind you, this, is, this has happened before lunch. <laughs> right. All that I just described happened That's before true. lunch. That's true. Okay? This happened before 11 mm-hmm. o'clock in the morning. Now, that's because we have entrance to everything firsthand. We have, we have firsthand experience, and we, have, we don't wait in any lines. You cannot mm-hmm. do that by yourself. Um, first of all, I wouldn't even be at the Vatican yeah, right. by myself because I'd still be in line <laughs> back at the Colosseum. That's true, yeah. And I've done this. I've done both of those things by myself. And here's what happened. Just being in the line of the, you know, the, all those pillars, those white pillars with statues on top of them in front of the Vatican, yeah. in front of yeah, yeah. St. Peter's, it wraps around in kind of this semi-circle mm-hmm. thing, right? And it goes around that obelisk. And oh, I yeah. stood in line for five hours in the rain <laughs> to get into oh, St. Peter's. That's five hours. <laughs> Just gone. Yeah. Nick, that's that's pretty much one oh, yeah. day. It is. One it day is. to do St. Peter's. And that's not even getting right. into the museum or getting into the Sistine right. Chapel, let alone walking through the Forum, walking through the ancient city, and getting to see the Colosseum. So we did five or six things before 11 wow. o'clock in the morning, where it usually takes by yourself three days. Right? That That's, that's the perfect yeah. example of the difference between group right. travel and individual yep. travel. Would, would, would you agree? agree? And then with a the group travel, you know, you're doing all this, you're, you're on a specific thing and you're on a specific track, uh, but the only, yeah. if you had to throw one slide thing on that, solo travel, uh, you know, you have more of an option, but really at the end of the day, you want kind of, you want to, you want to see everything. You want to experience it. You want to get as much done as you can yeah. and not, not rushing. Like you could, you could get through, all through it done without rushing, you know? Uh, and just, yeah, you know, like, like I keep referring to is organization, uh, is key in group is the big, right. huge difference. Right. Uh, right. So, yeah, I would agree. You know, it, and, and that's funny because I've, I've had the same tour guide um, three times inside the museum and the Sistine <laughs> Chapel and the, and, and the right. entire Vatican, right? And and she's a hideous woman. <laughs> I can't stand her. Every time I get her, I, I just uh, I shake my head <laughs> Again, and, tell, really? and I tell her the same thing. Yeah, I tell her the same thing. Listen, 
I've had you before. This is what we're going to do. I understand that you have to do this, this, and this. And I understand that you want, you desire to do this, this, and that. But we're not going right. to do those things. And the first couple of times, she ignored me. <laughs> and she did whatever she wanted, right? And then the third time, which was just recently, I just said, that's enough's enough. This is what mm. we're going to do. Right. And that's it. End of story. And I, I grabbed my travelers and I told them. Uh, I think it was a different trip than you were on. I grabbed everybody and said, this is what we're doing. Just ignore her. <laughs> and I, and I, I reported yeah. her. I reported mm-hmm. her finally because she just wasn't paying attention to us and to our needs. A lot of these people are never my travelers, here, you know, a lot of these people. Right. That's the, that's the thing, man. It's, it, that, that's yeah. my job to decipher what's important and what's not important to these people, these travelers of mine. And I, and I had, for example, we're sitting in the Vatican, which was the holiest right. place on earth for right. Catholics. And I have a numerous, I have numerous people on my trip that right. are Catholic, and that's what Absolutely. they want to like see. Why here. So that's I kept why telling her. Went on our trip, I kept like that was one of their biggest, you know, all religious things are a huge part of coming here. And to screw it up, like I'm sure she might have been doing, you can't do yeah. that, you know. And I, and I and I I flat out told her, we don't want to see the carpets, the tapestries hanging on the wall. And I don't <laughs> need you hearing. I don't need to hear you right. talking about them. Move. I told her many times about that mm-hmm. long. Yeah, hallway. yeah. yeah move to the Sistine <laughs> Chapel. Let's go. Let's keep moving. And because I knew that my group wanted to spend more time inside right, the right. Sistine Chapel and they wanted to spend more time at the St. Peter's Cathedral. I mean, you go to the Vatican for two things, right. Sistine Chapel, mm-hmm. the ceiling and the right. and St. Peter's. That's it. That's what you, they don't go no. for the tapestry. Right. On the walls. No, yeah. in the hallways. Except that seldom person right? who's like really interested. Yeah, there's gonna be that one guy that lo- just loves carpet. <laughs> and go ahead, read the right? little little slide under it or something. Yep. <laughs> yep. And you know, and the thing is, the Vatican owns a tremendous amount of art, right. and it's beautiful to see. Mm-hmm. It's great stuff. Great stuff to see. I mean, major pieces of of historical right. art, right? But that's not why mm-hmm. people are there, unless you're yeah. an art major and you want right. to see that stuff. You're really there for two things: Sistine mm-hmm. ceiling. And the Saint and the Saint Peter's Cathedral. Yep. That's it. Did it. So it's that's my right. job to kind of decipher what it is we're doing and what we're not doing, and and help out the logistics of that, and make sure that the experience my travelers are having is is uh, is beneficial and and um, maximized for the time. I, yeah, I there, think you did a right? great job of doing that. By the way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good. Thank you. Yeah. All right. So, tell me about the. Let me check on the time here. Um, we're still yeah. good on time. What, what, a, what, tell me about the, uh, the differences between, um, kind of rounding out your trip then. What were, were you, tell me about the end of the trip and you kind of went back to Amsterdam now for yeah. a couple of days and, and you're spending time doing, you're probably yeah. relaxing yeah, at this yeah, point, right? Point, Being, you're, you're probably, your pace absolutely. was a little slow. And that's how it at goes. That point, right? I think that just one thing I definitely have learned, it kind of goes that way. You know, towards the end, you just have yeah. to. By by just sheer, you can't do it anymore. <laughs> yeah, slow, start yeah, to slow down. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's for. Well, especially if you're on yeah, a seventeen oh day gosh. trip with me. Yeah, no, <laughs> my legs <laughs> were dead. But I, I powered on like I. Right. I knew from my first trip, Barcelona. We were biking in this really terribly hot weather, and I have long hair, so that yeah. We, with oh, me? Actually, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that was yeah, a great yeah. day. And uh, you know, I was just too hot, and I knew I was like, oh man, I, this is really bad. But I knew in the future I wasn't gonna really feel the heat i was gonna remember what i saw and what i did and like i saw the great beach and exactly. had great ice cream and saw great waterfall fountains and you know everything 
yeah. And so that's kind of the one thing you got to keep in mind when you're hurting a little bit in your legs or whatever. You just got to power on and keep going what you that's you know that's the thing i mean and especially because we have yeah. a bus oh, yeah. we typically we always have a bus going right. from here to there and logistically so i tell everybody when we get on the bus yep take a nap take a power nap between one stop t- to the other especially when we're in italy because we travel yeah. for long distances sometimes we'll, we'll travel that's for true, four yeah. hours across to the next yeah, next yeah. place right mm-hmm. or the next town and then we'll be in that town for a few days or two days mm-hmm. or whatever it is but take a nap and then when we stop all we right. get up but take a nap or rest. <laughs> it's needed. It's needed. Right? Rest, yeah. It, mm-hmm. it is needed. But rest when we when we have the ability to rest. And then when we are when we need to be on, then I'll wake you up and you can be on. But um rest as much as you possibly can. And and um you know that's that's another thing too, is people get to Europe and it's funny because not the, the students don't do this, but a lot of adults they, they mm-hmm. tend to drink on the mm-hmm. on the trips, right? And I kind of tell them, you know, I don't. It doesn't matter how how familiar you are right. with drinking. Try to keep it to a minimum because it's Absolutely. going to wear you yeah, out. You can't keep doing that every day. You're gonna get yeah. dehydrated, right? You're gonna get dehydrated. You're gonna get tired. You're gonna get a little worn out. And when you add alcohol to that, all those elements mm-hmm. just become more more um, emphasized, right? You're gonna be even more dehydrated. <laughs> You're gonna be even more tired. You're gonna be even more worn out. So. Um, pay attention to those kinds of things and, and, uh, take care of yourself when you're on a trip like that. So, right. It's a big, it's, uh, like, you can't just forget about all this stuff. You, you know, all this thing, keeping your body alive. You still gotta rest. You still gotta eat, even though for a big, a big thing for me is when I travel, my appetite stunts and my, and, and my whole body kind of can't, is just, you know, has to, it's a huge, yeah, yeah, it's kind of weird. I don't really know the science behind that or anything, but it's like everything is just off appetite digestion you know what it is too nick is i've noticed i've not, i've noticed the same thing when i i, I always lose uh-huh. weight when i'm traveling and i don't mean like a pound or two i, I, I lose uh-huh. quite a bit one we're, we're right. walking everywhere True. right and you're 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 up mm-hmm. numerous hours and you're busy 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 you're doing a lot of exercise regardless of what you what you're thinking you're walking up a, a yep. bunch of different steps mm-hmm flights of different stairs you are in and out of the bus you're walking here and there the the activities the the excitement you're just losing weight in that in that mm-hmm. regard and the food that you're eating is far healthier yeah oh, over oh, there than it is no, here right, right? That's, that's so true so, so breakfast is always so let's talk about that what 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 has been your experience okay. with food, especially this like most recent trip? Okay. Hotel food. And all, let me yeah. just start. I, I could definitely go into all of it, but let me start with this most recent thing: is uh, the ice cream that I had. I think like three times I had ice cream in in Amsterdam, and every single time mm-hmm. they tasted exactly like the thing I ordered. I got like raspberry and an orange tasted down to a tea like a, i was eating an orange my girlfriend had gotten pistachio it tasted like you're eating a pistachio it's just so mm-hmm. they leave a lot of yeah. the, the bs out of it and keep all the you know and it's kind of just you feel even though it's maybe not as sweet as you'd probably like it's just a lot healthier like we're saying uh and it's still yeah. great it's not like oh my gosh it's healthy Ew, it's still good food they make it work and just a different yeah it's right great. and uh as far as hotel like our hotel food every morning you know you're not waking up to <laughs> You're not waking up to dessert to wake up, right? You're waking up to uh, a hearty, sometimes hearty, sometimes, you know, a lot of bread, a lot of meat. Uh, yep. Depending yeah, on where you are. Berries. Uh, <clears throat> Breakfasts are different right, wherever right. you are. Uh, but yeah, very, 
you know, definitely just a different way, a whole new culture. It's crazy how far, how close all these countries are, but how differing their cultures can still be. How yeah. different they are. Yeah. Yeah. You know, what's funny is, is, um, I, I didn't get it until I, until I was in a store in, in Holland once. And I, I've spent a lot of time in Holland and I've actually not lived, but I've stayed there mm-hmm. so long that it, it was like living. When you start grocery shopping, yeah. Mm-hmm. right and doing things like going to the movies you're you're there for a while right so i was grocery mm-hmm. shopping and i and i went to the bakery section of the of the grocery okay. store and and um i was with somebody and i was living i was actually staying with this person and this guy it was he was like an uncle to me and i and I, I went to the store with him and i went on his rounds many times on his i say rounds because he would go to several different stores he would go to one store to get his beer <laughs> Because they always had right. it on sale, he would go to another store to get his cheese and his milk and things like that. Because that's just what they do on that mm-hmm. store. They do really good cheeses, right? They have a great cheese monger. And then I didn't know this at the time. And then then we go to another store, and he'd get like provisions, like meats right. and breads and okay. different things. And we're walking around in the very back, and he goes up to this person, this baker. And he calls him by name. They're talking. They're just having a great conversation. And I know I'm wandering around. I'm kind of looking at everything. And I'm, I'm noticing that bread isn't packaged the way it is for us. When we think of a loaf of bread, we're, ta- we're talking about a loaf of bread that would feed probably 10 or right. 12 people. Right. right. Depending on how many pieces of bread you wanted. A loaf of bread in Europe is smaller. It's probably the, half the size. Right. Okay. That's that's a package right, of, or a loaf, and then you can buy as few pieces as two slices of wow. bread. You know, so if I wanted to go make a sandwich right now, right outside, go in there and wow. buy two pieces of bread. And I asked him about all that stuff, like why do you go to different stores? And he said because they're just better at this. They're this store is better okay. at that. Okay, great, mm-hmm. that makes sense. What, what, why do you? Why do you? Why is it that you can buy bread? Right. Like this, why, why aren't you buying like a whole loaf? And he said, "I'm not going to eat a whole loaf in two or three days." I said, "Exactly. That's why you have it." And he said, "No, but it's going right. to go bad. They don't have. They have zero exactly. preservatives, zero right. chemicals. It's made the old-fashioned mm-hmm. way, because traditionally, when my great grandmother made a loaf of bread, it took a week. Wow, wow, yeah, right? right. It didn't take thirty minutes. It took a week <laughs> to make that loaf of bread." That's how mm-hmm. they do it there. So that bread, if he doesn't eat it in two days, it's it's gone. Right. It's molded. Right. It's oh, stale. Yeah. It's old. He has to throw it away. So he buys bread every wow. two or three like, days. That's what I've heard uh, doing some research is uh, how their culture works is they, they ver- they, they're very fast and they don't mind riding to the store every other day to go get what they need for the next three days, you know? Yeah. You know, it, it's not not only just because of preservatives and things like that. It's about space yeah, yeah. as well. Like, we go to college and we get mini one of those little yeah. mini fridge. Well, that's their right. that's their <laughs> yeah, fridge. honestly, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's their home <laughs> refrigerator. And it's in. By the way, I mean it's gotten better. Yeah. They people get a little bit larger yeah. now. They're they're getting they've gotten a little bit bigger. In fact, my buddy in England um, has a dual part fridge. One's freezer down below, and it's kind of like a drawer. Uh-huh. A drawer. And then the the refrigerator is up on top, and it's probably, I don't know, a third larger than your typical college mini okay, fridge. Right. But it's not. But it's not. But it's not the size right. of mine. Everything needs, but 
It has right. everything they need. They go to the, they go to the grocery store often. Right. That's what that, they just, they that's just what we to. don't really comprehend here is we go a little bit further than what we just need. <laughs> we go a little over. Right. I mean, I, certain stores are great, and I'm not going to name any stores to throw them under the bus. But sometimes buying the mm-hmm. bulk means that I'm going to buy a lot of preservatives. True. And I'm going to buy a lot Bad of stuff you don't yeah. chemicals and, and crap that I don't need. And that's the first place. Yeah. Yeah, that's a huge difference between us and yeah. them, you know, and I and I really like that. So to go back to your original mm-hmm. thought, we're losing weight when we're traveling for multiple reasons. Yeah. We're eating so much better. In fact, I, I've incorporated something into my diet um, called okay. muesli. And I and I don't remember if you recall this cereal that we had. Remember that uh, chalet we stayed at in Switzerland? Yeah. There was a, by the way. Was the applesauce at that place to God die for? Dang man, that was oh, I would. That so applesauce was on. <laughs> you know that when we had that dinner, that yeah. first night, I had five <laughs> bowls of applesauce. I probably would have too. <laughs> That's all I had. That's so all good. I had was five bowls of that applesauce. For the listeners, this is the thickest, the best applesauce I have ever had in my entire life. And you know it's real apples because it was right. kind of brownish. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? It looked like well, it had a lot of like cinnamon gold, in it, it but like, it didn't. Yeah, it was... No, it wasn't yeah, like blonde, yeah. like the like right. the preserved <laughs> applesauce we have in a jar here. This stuff was handmade, and it was unbelievable. Oh, man, was so, so anyway, that particular um, restaurant had this cereal that I really love mm-hmm. when I'm in Europe, and it's this almost like an oatmeal, but it has nuts and fruits and dried fruits and different things in it. And I've always wanted this cereal, and I. So I, I, I eat it whenever um whenever the hotel has it or whenever I can find it in a store in Europe. I, I get what is it, it, it called? And I just, it's just called it's oh, a muesli, muesli okay, okay. right? Yeah, it's it's a muesli. It's kind of like, it's the way I the way I eat oatmeal normally. I don't like it mushy like toothpaste. I like it like right. cereal. Okay. Mm-hmm. Right. So this particular oatmeal ish dish, um doesn't need to be hot or cold it just either way huh. is good it depends I on how you want. anyway i found it oh. i found it in america um it's it's uh I, I can't remember the name of it but i'll put it in the post later but um i i, I eat this every day now this is a part of wow. my regimen now because it's it's so just good. such a good uh fulfilling it's a fulfilling meal for breakfast mm-hmm. right and I often eat it right there in my in my classroom in the morning because I, I leave so right. early in the day. But I've taken a kettle to school and I eat it in in the morning. And kids are like, "What are you eating? What is that?" It's kind of like right. oatmeal. Yeah. I said, "No, it's good. It's good. Trust me." So originally, again, originally the conversation was was about yeah, yeah. weight loss and and and, and yeah. eating yeah. nutritiously. We just naturally eat very well yeah. when you're in Europe. It's hard to it's, just it's hard to not. I mean, yeah. and. And the thing, yeah, it's hard. It's hard not to eat well. And the thing is, when we go to a bakery, right? We go to a bakery and get a get a treat of some sort. I never feel like, oh my, I shouldn't I shouldn't be eating this right. before dinner? It, it's so yeah. good, and I'm gonna mm-hmm. burn it off before Trust I get me, to dinner. I'll, I'll be ready to eat that. So who yeah. cares? Yeah, it's sometimes I I use that as an excuse to buy two, but <laughs> right. but you know. In fact, you remember when when we were in Bath? The pace. Um, my daughter's. My daughter still, you know, yeah, those yeah, pasties, yeah. right? Um, the my the the day that we got those, my daughter still does not let me hmm. live this down. We I bought a bunch of them. I I bought okay. two for me, 
because I wanted to try right. two different ones. And I get the typical breakfast one, the English breakfast with the with the eggs and potatoes and carrots and different things. And I get this this um, mint lamb, uh-huh. right? It's yeah. delicious, right? So then my daughter gets one and Allie gets one and some, I, don't know who, I think my sister was there. So she, she, she gets one. I get several, right? I get like six or seven. And then my the way my daughter tells the story is that the the bakery the lady at the bakery was telling me you know this is this has this and this has that and I said okay give me give me one of those and give, give me give me one of those give me one of those and and then I said well what about this one she's like oh we don't have those out yet and then all of a sudden a big tray uh, comes and she's like oh we have them oh throw one of those in the bag she made it out she my daughter tells the story the way she tells it as I bought more than a dozen <laughs> pasties that day and I it wasn't a dozen I only bought like seven give me a break seven. but but dude, are those, are those oh, things not yeah. delicious? I, if I could bring one of those back for my family to try, who already likes that kind of meal, that's what's probably the one meal I bring yeah. for my mom. And, you know. and it's for the it, for the listeners. It's this. It's like a pot pie yeah. in your hand. Yeah, exactly. Right? It's great. It's a pot pie in your hand. It's kind of shaped like an like empanada. So like for, the, for those, yeah, yeah, kind of yeah, like a miniature, and they all make them yeah, differently. Yeah. But it, it's like a miniature. Um, bread pouch, bread carry. I don't. <laughs> yeah, it's like a little pita yeah. thing where it's a flaky, yeah. breaded material stuffed with various different ingredients, and oh my god, they are just right. delicious. Mm-hmm. I love. I love. In fact, I I can't wait. As soon as I get to the um, King's Cross. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Train mm-hmm. station um, from Heathrow. I'm gonna take another train up north to my buddy's house, and it's like a two hour train ride. I'm going. I know where I'm going. I know where I'm going. I'm going straight to the yeah. pasty shop. I'm going to grab a pasty and a, and a Fanta. Yep. Yeah. I'm going to go get my train. I'm going to sit there and relax and eat my pasty and <laughs> and enjoy my Fanta. And uh, I was just talking about this the other day, where Fanta, yeah, yeah. even Fanta, is different. Yeah, in Europe. Than I told it is. Cassie, I was like, we can't. Our last day in the airport, I was like, we cannot leave here without drinking a single single one of those, and, <laughs> because you just yeah. can't. So it's like they're. It's very popular compared to the, how unpopular, or not very unpopular, but it's just not really recognized here compared to how much it is there. Yeah, but it's but it's yeah, different for sure. Oh, right, yeah. the Fanta here is more like an orange mm-hmm. crush yep. soda, where in Europe it it doesn't even look orange. It's more of a yeah. citrus yeah, 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 yellow yeah. Like orange, a, and it's it's more carbon. Orangina, it kind of looks like orangina, like which is like the yeah, thing, you know, how do you not describe it? Yeah, it looks yeah, like exactly, mm-hmm. exactly. Exactly. So, where are we on time? We're 102 minutes and still <laughs> wow. recording. Okay, we did it. So, where where are we? Are you are you? Uh, I mean, the the entire theme here today was talking about right, differences, right. and that that's we've done that. We talked about nothing but mm-hmm. the differences, and and not only differences between us and them, but the differences that you've had on your trip on alone, uh, without group versus the trips that you've had with mm-hmm. group. So, I think for the time being, let's. I want to pr- maybe even um, come yeah, to a close sure. here in a, in a few minutes, and, and if we can come back later, I'd love to. I, I, I enjoyed today very much. I want Absolutely. to do it again. Anything, I want to do it again topic, because anything. just just talking about this stuff just make, gets me so excited and start, start thinking about different elements of the trip. And then one thing comes up, and you start talking about right. you know one element of your trip, and then something else going, pops and up. Put, and, then yeah, turn up yeah. you're like not even where you first started, but you're somewhere better. You know, right. <laughs> Right, right. So I have I have some questions yeah. for you, but before we get there, um, it's like some parting questions. Okay. I have I have five parting questions that I, okay. I'm going to ask all cool. my guests. 
So I'm going to give you those in a minute. But first, would you leave all of our travelers, all of our listeners with the, the with one final thought? Like, what is it that is that, that's different between, because that's our right. theme and our perspective. What is the final thought you have between group travel and individual travel? My final thought would be, it totally, like we said earlier, uh, it's not, they're just, they're the same thing. You're both going and traveling, but they're done in different ways. It, and it really depends on, I would strongly recommend, you know, a, a group as your first, as your first swing at it. Uh, mm-hmm. it's helped me immensely very much and definitely going a second time helped, but I, I, and you know, that was great too. Uh, but as far as solo goes, I can't, I can't really see anyone doing it without a slight group. Uh, at some point, at that some little bit point, of yeah, just mean? a little bit, maybe even yeah. like just a little bit, just some type of direction to go. It helps. It just that yeah. much of a difference. It's really helped. It's really great. And, uh, again, well, the last thing I'd like to, I guess, say was organization is the big, difference between the two is like we were very yeah. we were very organized but no matter how organized we could have been it would have never been as organized as with a group of people handling a situation yeah mm-hmm. yeah so that for you you really learned how yes. to travel as in, a, in first of all with the group before you actually yes. went by yourself yeah and i and i remember and i'm not trying to shoot my own horn nick sent me a text and I think you were yeah, in Europe at the time, right? We were, we were talking. Yeah. Yep, we were texting. And, he, and Nick sent me a text um, while he was in Amsterdam about his trip. And he said something in regards to, I don't remember the yeah. verbiage verbatim, but I remember him saying um, something to the fact that I, I, can't, I can't thank you yeah. enough for everything mm-hmm. you taught me in regards to travel. Yeah, something like that, yeah, right? Yeah, exactly. And I still mean that. Yeah. It was. It was so, I don't know where, I can't really describe it, but once you're there, you just know, okay, this is how it should be done, and this is how you get it done, and this is how you jump yeah. through these hoops and yeah. what you got to do, and I don't think I would have known that at all, not, not even a bit of it without you, and I and thank you very much. Mm-hmm. No, you're welcome. You're welcome. And I've told this, I've told this guy many times, I'm telling you again, dude, you are always welcome of course. on one of our trips, and even if it's just mm-hmm. me and you. For sure. Oh, that would be, that'd be, that'd oh, be yeah. spectacular, I would. I would like that, yes. <laughs> Yeah. So in the future, real quick question. In the future, do you see yourself doing both group yes. and individual yeah, travel? For sure. I'm never going to stop. I hope, hopefully okay. never stop either of them. There's always okay, good, good times for both. Good, good, you know? good to hear. Yeah, good to hear. All right. Let me give you these five questions, these sure. parting questions, and then just give me your, your quick, uh, don't even think about it okay. kind of answer, okay. right? So your favorite piece of luggage. Oh, carry it. Uh, my little backpack I got. My, yeah. Okay. Just, do you want me to elaborate so, a little bit? Okay. Yeah, a little uh, bit. Tell us about it. Always good to have, you know, basic setup. I never like to travel too much. I mean, travel too heavily. Uh, but your little backpack is your lifeline. You know, you got to keep all your essentials in there. And, and you know, mm-hmm. it's a great, <laughs> just everything you need is it's your little home. Even though you have all your suitcase, you know, all your clothes. But, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it, it's that little piece that, of you that yeah, has yeah. all those little essentials right, yeah. in it, right? Because when you're traveling mm-hmm. about, you need an umbrella that you typically don't need yep. in California, or you need a you need a, whatever, day, you need a, a good a day pack. And your... if you lose that, in essence, it's so important yep. you lose yourself in a way. You, all your, you know. yep. <laughs> and we talk about this. I, I send out notices on on the Instagram piece of this, and I I, I help people. Um, I remind people of what might be in right. that backpack too. That's that's good. You brought that up. Yeah. Okay, cool. All right, so backpack or roller bag? Oh, backpack for sure. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Okay. Uh, go ahead. 
you told us <laughs> you told us on the first time not not to bring a roller bag or just like why you might want to consider bringing a roller bag is how you kind of broke it down to us and uh or not bringing one uh long story short backpack is uh better because you know the train there is so uh like we were talking about earlier in the podcast uh they don't really renovate everything you know so there's a lot of streets that are kind of jaggedy yeah. going up and down you know yep. uh cobblestones and uh <laughs> that my first trip that one girl there's one girl i don't want to say anything i'm sorry uh but she she brought this big uh pink suitcase and a big wheeled one that you can't really pick up easily and it kind of yeah it's, yeah, it's heavy. too heavy it's just it's not too big it's a real bad way to travel uh it's just not the way to do it <laughs> i've seen i've seen a number of wheels right. broken off oh, then then what, do you, streets, do? Those then what do you do yep. yeah then you're done then you're done right yeah yeah okay hotel or airbnb Ooh, uh okay and and now you've done right, both yes. right oh man that's a good one airbnb okay well like it varies because i'm gonna just go ahead and say airbnb because uh if you put in the money or a little more extra money you could definitely pay for like more private not even private but more like homey sense of it uh but okay. don't get me wrong, hotel is great. I love hotel, and the, the the accommodations that come with hotel are better than Airbnb, such as like you know free food in the morning, etc. Service. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. It's just different, right? But it's Airbnb would have to take the cake. Okay. On that one, All right. Favorite country. Oh, what is it? You've been to a lot uh, now. Oh man. I've seen most of England. I think the most I've seen, like the most I've really been out and seen is probably England because, you know, I've been to now Stonehenge and Bath twice and London and around, uh-huh. around London. And, uh, although it's not as much as I'd like to see, I'd have to say England is my number one right now. Mm-hmm. Okay. Just based on your yeah, time there. It's how uncomfortable okay. you feel comfortable and you're still enjoying everything around you. You know? Yeah. Okay. Sweet. Final question. What's that one item that you always take with you when you travel? Oh man, <laughs> one item that I just can't that you I Nick takes without. like now or I'll yeah have always that you, well I don't know I have always it'd be you know have to be something around the lines of shoot that's a great question uh you know you got the essential basic clothes and all that stuff but what's my most essential thing I like to just go with just clothes what's... and be like okay let's do this you know uh. But, mm-hmm. but you don't. You, do you have that one little thing that you do you take with you that you? It's on every trip. <laughs> like I always take this. I honestly, I would, I would not. I don't think I do. I really do not have that. Uh, but now, but now, okay. however, I, I mean, I haven't had that. But now, and recently, on all the trips I've gone to in the past year and a half, I've always brought in a book. Just if that's something you know, a book, a great book to read about where okay. I'm going. Usually about stuff, history, whatever's going on there. You mean like a travel-related yeah. book? Yeah. Information? Oh, like more like right? just a specific okay. subject that I enjoy. You know, I, I enjoy reading. So, But but the, okay. the cons of that is, you know, books, you know, take up space, which is not good. But, yes. You know what? They, they do, and you kind of have to worry about, like, I'm, I'm very particular about my books. I don't want them to get messed up. And right. sometimes right, they're right, heavy, right, right. and sometimes they're cumbersome. And But, you know what? It's nothing beats a little book hours. on the on the little terrace out in some foreign country, man. <laughs> it's so nice to do that sometimes, yeah, some, right? Yeah, like, as, even if you don't think 
if you're like a reader, if you whatever you bring, like your one item, like we were just talking about, there's always going to be that little bit of time where you could just sit back and be you and not doing anything in that mo- particular moment. You know, you you just have a moment to, for example, like we we're just talking about read, like you're saying on a terrace, just be you for that little bit. Yeah. 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 Okay. All right, buddy. This has been this has been spectacular. I thank Absolutely. you for being our third mm-hmm. podcast and and our Anytime, first guest. Of course, thank you. This has been this has been uh, an incredible experience. I love it. I hope the uh, hope I you did. enjoyed it, and I hope that uh, our listeners enjoyed it. Um, this has been uh, a wonderful time spent together talking about travel and and the differences between group and individual travel, especially. And we and we just discussed you know the differences between. Us right. and them are there and here, you know, which was been which has been an added little feature to that, and I I loved it. Me I, loved too. It I hope people so, can take you know learn, listen to this and take it and use it valuably. It, yeah, yeah, spectacular. Thank, thank you very much. All right, buddy, I'll talk to you soon. Listeners, this has been Mike, and I travel with these two shoes. <laughs>